we are back again at the barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by my football expert, nine-year NFL vet, Maryland's all-time leading rusher, Lamont Jordan. How you doing today, brother? Good. What's going on? Not too much, man. The, the season is is uh, upon us. The, the things are, is, every game is now starting to have a um, playoff playoff feel to it. You know, teams are really fighting for for their lives right about now, man. And, you know, it's uh, getting some cold weather. Yeah, as they would say, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do something a little different uh, this week, um, which I forgot to tell you about. <laughs> so you might learn on the fly. But we, in the spirit of Christmas and in the holidays, as we go through these games, we're gonna give each team a much needed Christmas gift. So you can think about what that specific team, if you give them one Christmas gift, what you gonna give that specific team. You follow me? Yeah, and anybody else who's out there, John Carlo always, Whatever you want to give this team, you can also give this team a, a Christmas gift as well. Because there's a lot of teams out there with a lot of needs. Um, real quick, last night, I know we never talk uh, basketball, but um, Kobe Bryant gets both numbers retired. You a Kobe fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, Big yeah. Kobe fan, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. What is, uh, just speak on, just quick words of what you felt about Kobe. You know, I, um, I couldn't stand Lakers. Uh, you know what made me a Kobe fan? I was at the uh, All-Star game in Philadelphia years, years ago. And Kobe put on a great performance, and they booed the man. And I'm sitting there, like, wondering why everybody's booing him. And I'm like, I just watched a great basketball game. I mean, I'm sitting up in the ceiling, but I was still able to see. And I was like, man, that was a great basketball game. And when everybody booed him, um, I really just started to follow Kobe, man. And, and I tell you what, you know, um, you know, that man has the name of you know, the Black Mamba for a reason. As far as I'm concerned, it's him and Michael Jordan. And, you know, there is no discussion. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't like Kobe for whatever reasons. Um, I clearly think he should have had more uh, MVPs. MVPs. Yeah. Um, for years, he was clearly the best and most dominant player on the basketball court. Uh, and it was great to see it. As far as I'm concerned, Kobe has just been, just pretty much been a class act his entire career. And as a, as a professional, a professional, as a guy who, who just loves competition, Kobe, whenever he played, it was just all about competition. And uh, I remember watching the All-Star game, Kobe and LeBron, everybody got out the way. Everybody got out the way. LeBron had the ball, Kobe sitting there like, let's go. LeBron passes the ball. And you can see on Kobe's face. He's like, come on, man. Let's give the people what they want. But, uh, you know, it was good. It was something that was that was well-deserved. Um, and regardless of what people say or feel about Kobe Bryant, if, at the end of the day, when that man was playing on that basketball court, I mean, he was a straight assassin. I mean, he was just, I mean, he was it. So, you know, shout out to Kobe. Shout out to the Lakers for, for um <clears throat> You know, retiring both of his jerseys. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened in the history nah. of of NBA where a man gets two jerseys retired, but two different numbers on the same team, by the same team, and won championships in both of those numbers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, shout out to Kobe Bryant. He will definitely be missed. He will definitely be missed. While I'm just sitting here, I see uh, former coach of yours, Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Do you even know where Lane Kiffin is right now? No, where's Kiffin? He's in uh, Florida Atlantic. That's right. He is down there. Yeah. So the um, they started off the season. They got the floor. They got the mollywop uh, by Navy. Um, they lost another game. They lost to Wisconsin, and then they never lost again. Then they ended up winning like eight or nine in a row. Won their conference, and um, the team last year. My brothers go to school, so the you know they're <coughs> fanatics about it. My dad's all super excited. Um, they won ten games, got a bowl game, and then just today he gets a ten year. 
contract that mm-hmm. <laughs> gets a ten year deal. Uh, what do you think about Lane Kiffin in the college ranks, NFL? Like, wh- where, where do you see Lane Kiffin? Give me a little insight on. Man, you know what? I was only there for a year, and I've always said this. We had a great coaching staff. Tom Rackham was my coach, was my running back coach. We had Craig Knapp was the offensive coordinator and uh, the quarterbacks coach. Um, we just, I, I just think that as a young coach coming into the National Football League, uh, you know, Coach Cable was the offensive line coach. I believe he's out there in Seattle. Was with Seattle throughout their uh, their Super Bowl runs. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I thought Coach Kiff. You know, I thought he was he brought a lot of energy. But that year, my last year in Oakland, you know, it was just a bad year for me. You know, I started off well, and then I hurt my back, uh, I think, in the Dolphins game on the fourth game of the season. And, you know, after that. second lead rusher in the NFL when you got hurt. Yeah, and, it's, you know, after that, it's just, you know, I was I was just no good, man. Um, I really think for Kiff, it's all about the coaching staff that he has around him. You know, he's, I was only there for a year. He's been everywhere. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's he came up, he was the youngest head coach in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, made a lot of noise. Mostly off the field, with his with his mouth uh, was out of there. Then it was uh, Tennessee came in the door, made a lot of noise. Was making remember he was telling how he was going to beat Florida and they were going to beat this team. They were going to do that. Did none of that. Was <laughs> there in the year and basically you know the USC thing lined up perfectly because that's where he came from originally. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the head coaching job at USC and you think okay, one of USC's owns come home. He's taking over the coaching staff. Things about to be right. I think he was there for like two years. <laughs> if that ran out of town, there um, goes to Alabama. He's um, Saban's uh, offense coordinator. Then the week of the champion, the national championship game, uh, Kiffin decides he's going to take another job, and which uh, Saban says that's fine. You can leave now. Which is kind of, that's if you read in between the lines, it looks like no love lost there, right? Like, I got a new job. Good, you can leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like, oh, it's only one, there was only one game left in the season. You know what I mean? The national championship game. And he told him, you know, don't let the door hit you on your way out. So, I mean, he's been a firecracker. But, I mean, I do, like, when my dad called me and asked me about it, because he's a huge FAU fan, mm-hmm. which is uh, weird. Um, and he's like, what do you expect? Correct me, I said, he's an NFL coach. He's an NFL mind, and he's a great offensive coordinator. Um, I said, that alone, in that conference, he's, every game that he plays, he's going to be the best coach. Yeah, yeah. And he knows how to practice like a pro. He knows what it is to be a pro because he's been there. And not only that, he knows what it's like to be a number one school because he's been in Alabama for, I think, about two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I said that alone in that conference should give you enough to be at the top. And that's without – and he grabbed the – within his first, like, month there, he grabbed a few, a few top recruits because mm-hmm. obviously now he can tell the recruits – I know what it takes to get to the pros because I was an NFL coach, which is I'm sure nobody else in that conference has that on their resume. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't really surprised. I mean, 10 wins from like two wins, that was pretty fast. But, um, you know, happy for him. Then. Good luck to him. Yeah. I seriously doubt there's nothing in his career that would suggest that he will be there for 10 years. Yeah, I, I don't it, you know. These colleges just continue to do this. And then I think that this is where the whole black white issue comes into play. Like, why is he signing a 10-year deal there? Everybody everybody knows that Lane Kiffin isn't going to stay there for 10 years. No. I know this was nothing but, I say this all the time, where you see uh, a lot of these high school coaches are trying to use these kids' athleticism to try to put themselves in position to get college jobs. I think that this is just a clear-cut case where he's using this opportunity to 
try to put himself in position to Absolutely. get a, to, get a, to get a bigger job. So if that if you're that school, you know why give him a ten year deal? But hey, like you said, it you know, um, you know I don't I I don't have anything negative to say about Coach Giff. I mean I was the starting running back um, when I was healthy. Coach Rathman was there. Um, I like Coach Giff. You know I just you know my whole time in Oakland, regardless of who the coach was, I just felt like that I could have been better. Um, and there's no difference with Coach Kip, so I definitely wish him all the best, and and we'll see. I, I reckon in two years he'll yep. be taking a a, a, div, a division one job. It's a division one. Well, I mean a a, 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 a real major D1, one, a real D one job. <laughs> a major I mean, put job. it this way: he can go undefeated, and he would never be mentioned in the playoff system. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely. So what I'm saying, D one. I'm right. saying, yeah, you know, let's 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 get to the real D ones. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally with you. As soon as one of those. <laughs> Michigan, Texas, mm-hmm. Notre Dame jobs open up. It ain't got to be one of those. You know, it doesn't even have to be one of those. It could it could be a Vanderbilt, you know. It, it could be a school like that, but it's a school that's in a conference that you can actually qualify to go to the uh, to the playoff championship. Uh, much, much agree, much agree. Um, big game this week. We'll start right there. We normally go in order of the time that they played, but there was one game that was <coughs> literally had a Super Bowl-type vibe. Um and Pittsburgh came into this game rolling. I tell you this, when you line up the weapons, right, if we had a game and we put all the Patriots players and all the um, all the Steelers players out there and we were captains, mm-hmm. this is how the draft would go. Steelers, 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 Steelers. No, sorry. One Patriot, you would, you would take <coughs> Tom Brady with your first pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, I'd imagine Gronk would follow My first there. two picks are going to be uh, Patriots. But then... Uh, we're going to go Le'Veon. We're going to go Bell. We're going to go Shushu. We're going to go uh, just Steelers, Steelers. Brian, you're just going to keep going. The point is is that the Steelers have so many weapons. Big Ben has so many weapons. They're so explosive. And the Steel- the, the Patriots, with the exception of Gronk and um, Brady, they're just guys out there for the most part. Anyway, the, um, the game's in Pittsburgh. New England... Is off of a loss, which is part, which is the main. If the Wingman was rolling, I probably would have picked the Steelers. Mm-hmm. But the reason I picked the Patriots is because they just don't lose two games in a row. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the ch- the option. I didn't like the idea of them losing two games in a row. You couldn't have asked for a more <coughs> exciting um, end to a game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all this controversy about the catch that wasn't a catch. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here that you weren't here this week. I'm sitting here and I'm watching it in live time. Boom! Catch touchdown. Mm-hmm. The first replay that they show, and I see that ball moving, I'm like, mm, I don't know. And it plays again. Oddly enough, I don't know why the commentators didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. So the commentators are just talking, they're talking, they're talking, and then they're like, I don't understand. He said, like, you know, all touchdowns are reviewed, so, you know, it's, it's I don't know what's taking so long. And then they show the replay again for like the fifth time, mm-hmm. maybe the tenth time. It's like two minutes in. And he goes, oh, because like, the other guy says, it's definitely a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. This is Tony Rowland says, oh. That ball is moving. They're reviewing whether this is a catch, which at my house, we're all like, yeah, what else did you think they were reviewing? Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw that ball move like that, whether you think it's a catch or not, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. What the NFL rule of the law was, I said, that's not going to be a touchdown. Yeah. And everybody's like, nah, nah, nah. That's, nah, he could, I'm not arguing whether he caught the ball or not. I'm just telling you what the refs are about to come back and say. They're about to say, you can argue all day long whether he caught the ball, da, da, da. I mean, I think 
if we were playing in the yard, yeah, he caught the ball. You, you, you know what I mean? But I know that, the, and I watched the Des Bryant, I watched the Calvin Johnson, and, and many others in the game. I've seen the ball hit the ground, it wiggles the slightest bit, and they're saying no catch. You know, and, and that that's all that was. Now, whether you want to change the law, the letter of the law, I, that's fine. I do think it's gotten away from the from the uh, from the idea of what really is a catch. You know what I mean? Because the guy caught the ball, all right. But when he's coming down, his hand hits the ground, and then the ball shoot, whips, and then he puts it down on the ground. Um, the next that said, you didn't lose the play on that because all they did was give you another down. The next play, Ben tries the fake spike again. Mm-hmm. And throws the ball into Antonio Bryant, which is out there with, I'm excuse me, Antonio Bryant. The pitcher uh, receiver is out there amongst about four or five still Patriot, um, Patriot five defender. He's the only person who ran, right? He says, I, he runs, there's nothing but there. And the thing is, is that if you know anything about football, I don't have to tell you this, you can tell, you know that if something's open, it ain't open for long. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So just by seeing how long Ben held the ball, be through, through it, mm-hmm. you knew it wasn't going to end well. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't. And they showed Tomlin's face, and he says, no. Because, like, why are you throwing the ball that late? It's, it, it's not going to happen. That window's not going to be there. Um, and there goes your ball game. Ben throws the ball into triple coverage. He gets batted up in the air. Uh, interception. And, once again, the, Steel- the, the um, excuse me, the Patriots find a way to beat the Steelers. Your thoughts? Oh, well, first and foremost, it was a drop. You know, I know Mike Tomlin is saying that, but I read on here where they were saying that, you know, you have to revisit the catch rule. It was a drop. I mean, it was clear that it was a drop. Um, you know, listening to to the commentary about the game, you know, Ben was getting ready to go spike the ball. And I guess in the process, in the middle of that, he, the, 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 the Pittsburgh bench is saying, no, 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 no. And so Ben, you know, he tried to force something. At the end of the day, a quarterback of Ben Roethlisberger magnitude uh, of, of 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 his stature, mm-hmm. you just don't throw that ball. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with it. No, you I thought you were going to say that he's earned the right to throw the ball. No, okay. no, no. Okay, you gotcha. Don't throw yeah, that ball. I agree. I clearly, agree. your I man. Agree. Clearly, your man is running into danger. There's right. nothing but white jerseys around. <laughs> right. Throw the ball away, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Steelers lost by three points. Line yeah, no, they're going to kick. They're going to kick the field goal and go into overtime. I think that's what you do. I mean, I watch, I'm watching the wide receiver at the snap of the ball. He just screams on the inside. I mean, he's just coming down there. I mean, he's in a full all-out sprint. At the end of the day, uh, it was a great game. Um, Antonio Brown got hurt. You got to hope that he's able to come back. Um, me being a guy, I, you know, I tore my calf when I was with the Patriots. And, you know, although mine was a full tear, he has a partially torn calf. It's going to be really interesting to see. Um, if he comes back, you know how effective he's going to he, that he's going to be playing with that torn calf, especially knowing that you chances are you're going to be playing in a cold weather game. It was a great game, man. And, and there's something about the Pittsburgh Steelers that I mean, you know, Coach Belichick has, in my opinion, pretty much everybody's number. But if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you you, you want to avoid the New England Patriots at all costs in big games. Think about it. Um, I believe. Um, the the Patriots, well, not the last two, but I remember, I remember they had to go up to Pittsburgh, and I think they beat Pittsburgh thirty four nothing in the AFC Championship game and go to the playoffs. I mean, go to the Super Bowl. Uh, it was a great game. You great just game. hope that that Antonio Brown can come back healthy. Um, but if you're Ben Roethlisberger, you just you just can't throw that ball. What, what do you think about Ben Roethlisberger throwing his coach under the bus after the game? What I didn't hear what he said. Basically, he said, you know, they asked him why he did it, and he basically said that they told me to. 
Well, I don't think that's throwing the coach under the bus. I think really? I, I think that we got to be careful. I, I think that that people have to be careful with the terminology that we use. As a professional athlete, this is why I've never really liked doing interviews. It's because if you step up and you tell the, the, the just the truth about a matter, people want to try to twist that around, add their own little words to try to make things seem worse than what they are. And it was a clear-cut answer. The coach told me not to. Now, at the end of the day, the coach didn't tell him to throw that ball. <laughs> right. So that's the reason. But that's the reason, right? I mean, you don't say, you know, why'd you do that? Because the coach told me to. Like, you're right. You didn't say, yeah. throw the ball into triple coverage. Yeah. Well, no, 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 it's it's been Roethlisberger. Why did, was the question, why didn't you spike the ball? Why did why, yeah? Why didn't you just settle for the? Um, why did you do the fake spike and why did why did you go for it when you could have just? Well, he answered the question. The coach told me. To, coach told me not to spike the ball. Isn't now that, the next question is should be is I don't think he threw the coach under the bus because that's exactly what happened. But, but now the next question I believe should be okay. Well, why did you throw that ball if you're going to ask the question? All of this comes down to Ben Roethlisberger. When you have a a a, a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger. You trust that regardless of what the situation is, he's going to make the best decision. Right. And at Absolutely. the end of the day, Ben Roethlisberger did not make the best decision. Because here's how, here's the answer to that question. Because yes, the coach told you, but because you're right, coach said go for it, which means and when he and I'm sure what he thinks when he means when he go for it is you know a safe if it's there you know fade if it's open get it. we got one chance and worst case scenario. We get a field goal, mm-hmm. right? It's third down. So that's what he says when he says, "If you're if you're um, Mike Tomlin and you got a, all these weapons out there and you got a Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. you say, yeah, go for it. One shot at the end zone, go for it.' But like you said, I didn't say throw the ball. Not that. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I had to tell you don't do that. It's like you thought when I said go for it. Mm-hmm. I meant make a safe play that isn't there. Throw it away. And I didn't think I had to tell you that. Yeah. You, you, you know, you're a 13 year vet. I didn't think I had to tell you that. And I think the correct answer, and again, you never want to get into saying what somebody should have said. Aaron Rodgers did a press conference, and he played awful. You know what Aaron Rodgers said? I played awful. I didn't. I'm, Aaron Rodgers played what? He played way better than uh, what they've been getting from the quarterback mm-hmm. play. He just didn't play like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And he, what he said after the game was, I didn't play well. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we seen quarterbacks? I've seen quarterbacks play lights out and say, man, that was on me today. You know, I, I'm the reason we lost. I needed to do better. I needed. And Ben Roethlisberger was just basically like, yeah, they told me to do that. And where was the truth? I mean, you're not look. First of I, all, I, you would have liked you know how I feel. You know how I feel right. about, about media and, and, and absolutely, and and, 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 and you know for the most part, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So in that situation, especially with a coach like Mike Tomlin, who, in my opinion, has been a coach that has been huge on accountability. Um, you know, it, it was hey, let's get all the politics out the way. Why didn't we spike the ball? Because they told me to go for it. That's why. Now, I shouldn't have thrown that pass. I shouldn't have forced that pass. Yeah, we can get into what we would have liked for Ben Roethlisberger to say, but at the end of the day, he answered the question with the truth. They told me not to. Now, he should not have thrown that pass. Clearly, there were only two people on that field. Out of the 11 guys on Pittsburgh that were on that field, only two guys knew that it was not going to be a spike. It was Ben Roethlisberger and the wide receiver. And if you look at it, the wide receiver didn't even realize until Ben had already faked the spike. That's yeah, that's he, he, he just, yeah, yeah, right. So in that situation, you would expect your Super Bowl winning veteran future Hall of Fame quarterback to not force the ball, knowing that we have fourth down coming up where we can kick the field goal, tie the game, and play for overtime. That's what it comes down to. So this isn't on Mike Tomlin. At the end of the day, Ben Roethlisberger made a poor decision with the ball.
That's what it all comes down to. And definitely want to give a shout out to uh, Rhino. What's up, Rhino? We definitely gotta get up, man. What's up, Rhino? Um, absolutely, I agree. I agree with all of that. A couple of things that were kind of troubling, right? So, first, if I'm Pittsburgh, okay, so they um, Tom Brady gets the ball <coughs> with I think about two thirty, two forty left from their twenty. Mm-hmm. Goes on an eighty yard drive, and guess what, Boogie says? I know you said you didn't watch. Eighty of it was for Grunt. Three plays in a row, they do not double team Grunt. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't understand to put a life of me how that happens. You get Gronk for thirty yards, Gronk for twenty yards, and then Gronk for thirty yards, and then Gronk touch. I'm like, you can't be serious. And in all four plays, single coverage Gronk. Mm-hmm. And you know Gronk's not the fastest man, so it's not that he's beating anybody down. Mm-hmm. On the goal line play, single coverage, man on man with a quarterback, Gronk just gives the guy a simple he bops out and comes back, catch easy, mm-hmm. easy work. And you're saying to yourself, so y'all really not gonna tack- tackle Gronk. They go down, they leave it. So I think it's about 40 seconds left in the game. This happens. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, run that back again. Run that, go back that one, one second to go because I want you to see this. The tackling, so basically the Steelers get the ball with 50 seconds left, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And one pass down the field. And, and, and here's where I think the stuff, it starts to work. The receiver gets the ball, okay, and he's running down the sideline. And it looks like he's about to go out. This is where I think all this the flags and the letters in the mail start coming out, right? Because everybody says, man, why didn't you hit him? Because you realize that if he's one foot to the left and I hit him, that's a 15-yard flag. Mm-hmm. I might have cost us the game. So you get guys running. When people, If you notice every day, every week, see, that's just right here. Mm-hmm. That, that's terrible. But if you notice now, anytime somebody's near the sideline and you just think they're going out, it's a real, it's easy for us to sit at home in high definition and watch and say, hey, you know, that guy's about to go out. But when you're out there, see, so watch this, you catch the ball, just go straight. And see, these guys just kind of think he's going out, and he's not. <coughs> no, that was, no, that was, no. You know what that was? That was just poor tackling. It is poor tackling. It is absolutely poor that, tackling. I don't think, uh, to your point, I don't think that that had anything to do with it. I think it was poor angles. It was poor. That's effort. a horrible angle. You had, you had, uh, you had. I don't know who this was out here blocking, but he he by himself took care of two <laughs> men. He blocked two men. The guy that he was blocking, and it looked like it might have been Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Blocks his man, his man falls, and then he goes to get 32, and 32 slows down. Uh, to your That's point, I definitely understand where you're coming from because there are many times that I see that happen, especially when you're talking about quarterbacks. But in that situation, especially quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks. But in that situation, I really think that you got to give Le'Veon Bell credit for that. He and had, it's poor tackling. He had poor angles. It was poor tackling, poor angles, but Le'Veon Bell has to get some credit on this because he by himself blocked two guys, which opened this whole situation up. He blocked one guy, slips. Comes off, picks another guy. I mean, that's just Le'Veon Bell. That's a great play by Le'Veon Bell. At the end of the day, when you're looking at this game, um, when you're looking at this game, you just you don't want Ben Roethlisberger to throw that ball. That's what this game comes down to. Yes, you fake this. You fake the spike. It wasn't there. Do not force the issue. Throw the ball away. It's come out this morning that they said that, and, and I, I don't know if it's true. It was just reported this morning. They say that Roth, um, excuse me, that Belichick. Does not even allow his players to do that reaching for the pylon. Oh no! The plane. Oh no! That's that's, that's, that's rule. That's it's, rule. It's, he says that it's a rule. And if he has, if he sees any players doing that, that you will uh, be bent. I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay. I never forget sitting in the meeting with him, and and the thing is, is it's not just Coach Belichick, but Coach Belichick is one of the coaches who you know he he is anal about this one thing, unless it's fourth down. Unless it's fourth down, 
you do not reach the ball to try to pick up a touchdown or to reach the ball to try to pick up uh, a first down unless it's fourth down. Let's make sure we hold on to the ball to get that next down opposed to you trying to be a hero. And so, yeah, the, you know, coach doesn't play that. I mean, coach is anal about a whole bunch of things, but that's <laughs> part of the reason why uh, the New England Patriots have been the most dominating team in the National Football League for, what, 17, 16 years, 17 years now? Great game all the way around, man. Um, it does. It is. It is uh, upsetting that Antonio Brown um, goes down in this game because this is what you, that game right there is everything that you. That's the reason you sit down on Sundays to watch, you know. And so many times we get these two giant teams together and and we don't get the game we asked for. That was we had every emotion known to world, you know, excited. Oh no, comeback! This big play. Stars being stars, and we we're about to get even more because we we're about to get overtime. Mm-hmm. We we're about to get Big Ben versus Brady in overtime, and then Ben makes that um, costly mistake at the end of the game. But it, it was a great game. Now, the Christmas part. If you get to give New England one gift, what would you give New England? A, a top five wide receiver. Love it. You give New England a top five wide receiver, and there will be absolutely nothing that the National Football. League I got one in mind. AJ Hawk just wasting his time over there with playing with playing. Excuse me, AJ, AJ, AJ Green. Why do I just call him AJ? AJ Green over there with. <laughs> it's like every AJ you just yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> Doesn't matter what AJ you're talking yeah, about. You, um, yeah. I, like I would love to see him get out of as I, as I sit there and I watch AJ Green wasting his time with Andy Dalton. You say to yourself, man. That, and before Watson got there, I was thinking the same thing about Hopkins down there yep. with the Texans. Yep. Just, just elite receivers not getting, not, not getting a fair shot. Mm-hmm. What would you give the um, Steelers? The Steelers, uh, Christmas gift, move to the NFC. That way, you don't have to face the Patriots. <laughs> that I mean, because as far as I'm concerned, from top to bottom, the Steelers are are a solid all around team. They got tight ends. They have a plethora of wide receivers. They have a great running back. They have a great defense. Uh, they have a kicker who seems to be a little more consistent now. I mean, I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they have a great head coach. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. The only thing standing in the Pittsburgh Steelers way is that you have to go through the New England Patriots to get to the Super Bowl. So my Christmas gift for them would be uh, go to the NFC. You know what's funny is that as you said, the, the Steelers, if we were Christmas shopping, They'd be the hardest team to shop for because, like you said, they're, they're the kid who has everything, they right? They have everything. They have Nintendo. They have Sega. They have Genesis. Yeah. You name it, they have it. They have the Xbox. They have they have all of the toys that you can need. Mm-hmm. Then Roethlisberger has all the toys. Mm-hmm. Um, they have great fans. They got solid ownership, solid coaching staff, everything. The, the yeah. Steelers are the kid who have everything. There's, mm-hmm. there's no if. And I was thinking, I, I don't know what I – that's the only gift you can give them is that they don't have to play the Patriots, right? You know the thing. That's it. And the thing about the Steelers, about them and, and them being the kid who has everything, and I think that this speaks of the franchise all the way, from, you know, from the president, um, the owner of the team, and the head coach is that they're the kid who has everything, but they're not spoiled brats. Mm-hmm. This is a team that comes out week after week, and they go out there and they put in they put in that work for it. Um, so that's why my gift would be: Hey, you got to go to the NFC, and then can you imagine having Pittsburgh Steelers against New England Patriots in the Super Bowl? I mean, those would be some awesome games to watch in the Super Bowl. Yes, they would. That 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 they, they would. I couldn't agree with you more because uh, one of these teams is not is, is not going to be represented in the Super Bowl, and that 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 is a shame. Right now, they they're rolling. They have everything, and you said New England, you get them a. Uh, a big playmaker. Top five wide receiver. Just give him, you know, you, if you can give me a Julio, you give me an AJ, you give me a DeAndre Hopkins, then um, you, shoot, you give me an Evans. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you can, <laughs> I mean, you give him. I tell you what, give him an Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, and and yeah, so that would be my Christmas gift for them. Okay. Um, Thursday night was the Broncos Colts. I don't even want to waste time talking about two teams that are uh, literally going. No, I guess you know what? A, a, a question that I could ask you: the Colts are going to be owning themselves a pretty good um, draft pick. You very high. Do you are you somewhat tempted if you're the Colts to get a quarterback? Uh, no, not in the first, not that high of. No, no. I, I think that there are. Uh, I think that there are enough quarterback. I think first of all, the free agent quarterback class is going to be nice this this year. That if you're the Colts, you don't necessarily want to waste that pick on a quarterback, especially not knowing what you're going to get with Andrew Luck. Um, you know, you may be able to draft the quarterback in the third or fourth round. Um, heck, you might bring back Brissett, but I don't think that you need to go ahead and get a quarterback. Don't press the panic button just yet. No, I, no, I don't, no, no, don't press the panic button just yet because I mean you, you have to look at that division. First of all, this Colts team is still rebuilding from 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 um, from Peyton Manning, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I, I wouldn't draft the quarterback with that pick. Definitely okay. get a quarterback. What would you What would you use to get to give um, Andrew Luck some weapons? You gotta go offensive line. Like I, I, yes. I, I almost feel like Brissett played well enough this year that. There should be some sort of office for him <coughs> yeah. uh, to be a starting quarterback. I mean, he's young. He's very young, and he looks like he's good enough to be a starter. I think you can trade Brissett and get something. Um, and, and, again, if we don't assume that Andrew Luck is coming back, uh, it, but when he comes back next year, he will not play football in almost two years, so he's got to be healthy. But I feel like knowing that you can't – there's a reason that he's beat up. Yeah. Right, you know, and that's because he got hit more than any quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. for three years in a row. So it's like, I'm not going to keep putting him back out there that, behind that line. Yeah, and to answer, you know, sticking with the Christmas thing, that would be my Christmas gift to to the Indianapolis Colts as an offensive. You know, you're right. Since okay, boom, yeah. my because because we're not going to talk about this game. So yes, yeah. Christmas gift for the Colts would definitely be. Uh, a healthy Andrew Luck with some with, a, with an offensive line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I would just go with an offensive line because I think if you have an offensive line, you'll have a, a healthy Andrew Luck. Uh, as far as the Denver Broncos concerned, uh, my Christmas gift for them, I think, is obvious: is get a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. And I don't even think when I say quarterback, I'm not, I'm not even talking about uh, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers. Right? You know what I mean? No, I, no, I think no. you could get. Mm, I don't know, Kirk Cousins. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith. No. Alex. I think Alex Smith would be a great fit there. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Smith would be a great fit anywhere. I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't let Alex Smith go to Jacksonville. Do not let Alex Smith go to Jacksonville. Hey, I'm with you. Um, Bears Lions. Go ahead. <coughs> um, when this game, um, you know, I said last week I'm happy for Coach Caldwell. Uh, I, I thought that uh, a few weeks ago these two teams played. And the Bears fought tough, but you know what? Uh, Matthew Stafford just continues to impress me, man. He was 25 for 33, 237 yards. And I tell you what, MG, when I watched this game, you know what I saw from the Detroit Lions? I saw a team that was out there having fun, man. I saw a team that was out there having fun. I mean, when they scored a touchdown and they were doing, I don't know what that dance is called. Uh, when <laughs> he was kicking the leg up. Yeah, yeah. But I saw the boy, you know, I saw your guy. Uh, uh, what's the wide receiver you like so much? Tate. Tate. I saw a golden tape. He caught a pass, and, and and the guy had him spinning out of bounds. And then he still, he, he still, I forgot what that's called, but he's doing that out of bounds. And when I watched that game, I said to myself, that is a team that is having a lot of fun. And when you have, when you have a quarterback that's as solid as Matthew Stafford, 
and around him, he has a group of guys who are just having fun. I think that that's a great recipe for winning. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, with the Detroit Lions, um, if I have to give them a Christmas gift, I would say a running back. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say a running back. Um, and when I look at the Chicago Bears, uh, if I think my Christmas gift for them, um, I, I think you got to go with a wide receiver. Yeah. I, they, they, for years, have had a lot of wide receivers. And for the first time, Alshon's gone, Brandon Marshall's gone, Devin yeah. Hester's gone. I, I think that they covered this bear. They, they drafted um, Kevin White in the first round overall. I don't, I don't even think Kevin White played two games in three seasons. You, you know what? <laughs> you know what my Christmas gift for the Chicago Bears would be? Patience. Okay. I will say patience because John Fox has proven that everywhere he's gone, that he that everywhere that he's coached, that those franchises eventually become relevant. Do you like Trubisky? Uh, I like Trubisky. I like the way they brought him along. You remember when he first started that it was all about, I mean, he was throwing like 10 passes yep. a game or something like that. I like the way they're bringing him along. I would just say uh, patience for the, uh, for, the, for the Bears. They got a nice little one-two um, combination there at running back. Yeah. Yeah. And um, defense has shown glimpses of, of being very um, effective. Chargers at Chiefs. This is where this is the game. I went with the Chiefs. I know that you were heavy on the Chargers. They were the hot team. And I told you that I, I, I feel like that it was time for the Chiefs to step up. Oh, you know what? I got one question here. I'm sorry. I wanted to get to. I'm going to fix the uh, mouse here for a second. Um, A1 says, why is it a foregone conclusion that Pagano is done when he had the co- when he had the coach's entire season without a starting QB, and he has made the playoffs every season that Luck has been healthy, I'm with you. I feel like I feel like so many times we just fire people just for the hell of firing people. You know what I mean? Like because we're just gonna finish the season with three wins, maybe four wins, and it's like we got to show the people, the fans, something. And it's like how about the fact that Andrew Luck wasn't there? And um, again, I do have a problem with the way this team. And some of these other teams are constructed where all their eggs are in that one basket. I've already said that. They did it before. They put all their eggs in the Peyton Manning basket when he went down. <clears throat> Poops. Uh, they got they got a second shot with Andrew Luck, which there's, that's not normal that you get two franchise quarterbacks back to back. And they got Andrew Luck, put all their eggs in the Andrew Luck basket. And then when he got hurt, you know, with Andrew Luck, they're an 11-win team winning the division, winning playoff games. Without Andrew Luck. They're the worst team in football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like that's a poorly constructed team, and I don't know what Pagana's uh, place in that is. I don't know if he's the one who's so put this team together, but if he didn't, I agree. I don't see any reason. Of, I don't think you can fire him just because Andrew Luck was – like, it's not the same team. I think that you fire him if you are – rebuilding your entire franchise. You just want to start over fresh, meaning you're letting him go, you're going to deal Andrew Luck, you're pretty much just cutting ties with everybody and you're trying to start new. I think that's the only reason that you fire him. But exactly, and other than that, keep the guy. Yeah, other than that, I think he's, uh, I think that he's shown, I mean, look, these Colts have come out here and fought, man. They have. I mean, this they is have. a team that's And they clearly, did last year too. Yeah, and this is a team that's clearly undermanned, but yet this team continues to come out and fight week after week, so um, I think unless you're just you're just rebuilding your entire franchise, or maybe you already have a coach in mind that has a great history that 
you just feel like he's going to be a better coach. Outside of that, I think you stick with what you have. Right, because so what happens next year? Luck comes back and he returns to being Andrew Luck, and they win 11 games with the new coach. Does that mean he's any better? No, he's doing the exact same thing that Pat exactly. Guy had done when exactly. he had Andrew exactly. Luck, right? Yeah. So, but it did, something's to be said for coaches who, regard, even when you know that you're coming in and you're under man, you still have teams that go out there and fight week after week. Mm-hmm. There's too many times that we see teams where – you know, these guys just aren't putting up a fight. Mm-hmm. And the Indianapolis Colts aren't one of them. We're about teams. to get to one in a second. Um, but not this game here. The Chargers and Chiefs. This is a big game <laughs> for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have now won back-to-back games in the division. You know what I love that the NFL has done? As I saw that, like, these last three games of the season, <clears throat> most teams are all divisional. Yeah. yeah. Last night when I'm watching the... Um, the Monday night game, Falcons, Falcons, Falcons Bucks, and they show the remaining games. Mm-hmm. It's all right there. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. if come the end of the season, the last three games of the season, you pretty much control. If you're the Carolina and you win all three, mm-hmm. you're going to win your division. If you're Atlanta and you win all three, you're going to win your division. Mm-hmm. And I like that. You know, yeah. at the end of the at the end of the season, we're really there's some of these teams that are like, yo, if we win these three in a row, we can win the division. Yeah. We lose these two, we're out. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's all you can ask for. Um so here we get this one, these two teams tied for the division lead. What how what what, what better way to settle it than to have them play each other? Yeah. Um in Arrowhead, the Chiefs pull out a win, Alex Smith, two thirty one, two touchdowns, Kareem Hunt. They get back to giving Kareem Hunt the ball, he gets his carries, mm-hmm. and the Chargers, um I really feel like the Chargers at this point have already um Overachieved, they're right around the win total that I expect them to be at for the season with, with um, seven wins. And to be honest with you, I, for, as a football fan, I would rather see the Chiefs in the playoffs than the Chargers because I feel like the Chiefs are a better opponent for somebody. You know how I feel about Philip Rivers. I do. I'm a huge Philip Rivers right. fan, and he just played. I mean, this was just a terrible game for him. Um, with that said, I agree with you. Definitely want to see Kansas City um, in the playoffs. Uh, because when you look across the board, I mean, you know, defensively, this team is solid. And when you look at the offensive weapons that they have, you know, this is a team. If you're in the AFC, at the end of the day, you want to look, okay, which teams can knock the Patriots out of the playoffs? Exactly. That's what you're looking for. Exactly. So if that's what you're looking for, you definitely want, want the Chiefs. Chiefs. You definitely want the Kansas City exactly. Chiefs in there. Um, you know, say uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, I don't think they're mathematically out of the out of the. Um, what you don't want to see is like a – Playoff game, playoff schedule where you get the thing and it says, you know, tonight, the 8 o'clock game, Patriots versus the Chargers. You're like, come on, man. I know the result of that game. Yeah, well, the good part, <laughs> well, the good part about it is in order for that to happen, that would have meant that the Chargers would have had to beat, beat somebody. somebody to get there in the first place. And so, um, with that said, I mean, I feel where you're coming from. You definitely want to see the Chiefs because you feel like the Chiefs would be a more exciting game. Phillip Rivers did not play well in this game. I mean, through, through three interceptions, I saw a couple of those passes. I mean, it just looked like he was forcing it into double coverage. Um, you know, if I'm looking at these two teams, um, if I'm going to give Kansas City a Christmas gift, I'm going to give them the same gift that I, I gave the New England Patriots. Oh, a deep threat receiver? Oh, give me a top, give me a, give me a top five receiver. All right, Tyree Hill's dead. I mean, he's... He's kind of your gimmick receiver, mm-hmm. all right? But if you have a chance between uh, DeAndre Hopkins or right, Tyree right. Hill, you're going to take Hopkins. Absolutely. You're going to take Absolutely. a guy who's a legitimate wide receiver. If I'm a Los Angeles Chargers, um, my Christmas gift for the Chargers, give Phillip Rivers a good, healthy wide receiver core. They've been beat up over there for years. For years. Give Phillip Rivers a wide receiver core that he can, that he can work with for an entire season. Um, if I'm going to give the, the 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 Chiefs a Christmas gift, it's going to be um, 
play playbook of runs. <laughs> you know, for Andy Reid to use. <coughs> They're actually running plays instead of all the gimmicks. You know, yeah. the a reverse to the tight end with a inseam, da da da. I want you to just run the ball. You have a running back, so maybe even so maybe get you a, a big big power back to complement your your game. Mm-hmm. Because if they have a balanced running attack instead of so many gimmicks, mm-hmm. the, the Chiefs have a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah. The Chargers, um, that would be a tough one because I feel like the Chargers actually could use a lot. Um, they've been riding the Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates train for quite a long time. They haven't had a back since LaDainian Tomlinson. I mean, they drafted Melvin Gordon. Rookie season wasn't a success. Second season was a success. Then he gets hurt. This season is like a mixture of the both, and he's just kind of mediocre right there. Um, I feel like the Chargers could use a lot of things. And you know what? Since they're going to have Phillip Rivers and they are going to throw the ball a trillion times a game, then, yeah, I'll give – I'll give them too. Uh, uh, also, a um, a healthy elite receiver for yeah. Philip Rivers to uh, to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. Next game, John Carlos. We're getting to you early. The Dolphins. Um, John Carlos sent me a message uh, last night or the night before after the game, and it was literally what I said the week before that I said if I'm a Dolphins fan and I'm watching this game against the Patriots, I'm saying to myself, I'm mad that this team is capable of playing that way, and then I also know. The next week's what's going to happen is that we're not going to do that. And, and you know, you, you sit there and you watch Jay Cutler against the Patriots, and he's hitting people in stride, and he's three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's, you know, he's passionate, and he's doing all of that. Sue's everywhere. Uh, Wake is uh, is all in the backfield. The running back's all over the place, and everything's going great. And then the following week, you go up to Buffalo, and, you know, Cutler's back. Three interceptions. You know, it's, it's a whole different team. Mm-hmm. A- and um, he's blown. So the question that John Carlo had, and I said I would definitely bring it up, how do how do we see teams that are so Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? How was how a team from week to week, one week, they dominated the Patriots. They just beat the Patriots. They dominated the Patriots. How do you dominate the Patriots and then the following week lose to the Bills? Um, I told you that. I mean, I think you were on the verge of picking the Dolphins last week until I made this point that they have to go up to Buffalo and play in that hawk. Mm-hmm. And I did not think the Dolphins were going to play well. Um, you know, Are you just going to make this strictly about weather? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think, to be honest with you, I think that this game right here was strictly about weather. I, I'm, I, I sincerely believe that this game was about weather. I think that if this was... I really think that if this game was in Miami and if, if it was a, a warm weather game, I think Miami probably would have won this game. Um, I'm not exactly for sure. I'm pretty sure it was freezing cold <laughs> up in Baltimore. In Buffalo. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, up in uh, up in Buffalo. Um, with that said, to 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 answer his question, it happens, man. You have teams that you play against that when you play against them, you feel confident. You have to realize that if you're the Miami Dolphins playing against the New England Patriots, is your Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. That was uh, that was going to be my next question: is how that, much that, that is that, your that is your Super Bowl. So you during the course of that week, you know that hey. We may not go to the playoffs, but at least if we can say that we beat the uh, that we beat the the, the Buffalo Bills, then hey, I mean, everything looks. Uh, the Patriots. I mean, if we can say it's kind of like it's kind of like Redskins fans when the Redskins out the playoffs, but Cowboys. hey, we can hang our head on the fact that hey, the Cowboys just lost. It's the same thing. This was their Super Bowl, um, and and to be honest with you, Miami fans, you know, you just got to deal with the fact that a you're in a division with the Patriots. B, I can't remember the last time the Dolphins were 
even good. Maybe the year that I was with the uh, Patriots where we lost Tom Brady, where we went 11-5, and five, but they oh, were the yeah. Dolphins won a division. But ever since Dan Marino has been gone, your franchise has pretty much been irrelevant. So I, I, my Christmas gift for the Miami Dolphins would be to get a quarterback. Dude, all right, when you say get a quarterback, is getting Tannehill back <coughs> enough or – My Christmas gift is a new offensive coordinator because I hate their plays. I, I really hate their plays. Again, when you watch Landry, who, I mean, he was better than Odell Beckham at LSU. Mm -hmm. And here we are in the NFL and on saying he needs to be better than Odell Beckham or that he is. The amount of five-yard passes, it's unreal how many passes they have at the line of scrimmage. And, and, it, and it's sickening. I, I get it that you're probably trying to protect Jay Cutler from himself because you're worried about him throwing the ball, yep. you know, deep into the triple coverage or whatever the case may be. Um, if I'm giving the Dolphins anything, it's a new offensive coordinator with a new playbook and just dead all of these five-yard uh, passes and conservative play. And, again, I, I agree with you, this Super Bowl thing. I remember, and obviously, you know, as a Maryland fan, all, you know, we had good years with the basketball program where we could play with anybody. Mm -hmm. Then we had some dark years where we were really bad. But you know what? Even in those years when we were really, really bad, Duke comes into town, mm -hmm. we'll beat Duke. Yeah. And they'll be number one in the country. Yeah. We'll be number one in the country. <laughs> and you sit back and you're like, if you can beat Duke, mm -hmm. like, why are we losing to Towson? You, you know what I mean? It's just like, come on, guys. Let's bring that game, that same intensity. But you know, going to Maryland, when Duke week comes around, you're getting everybody's best. You know, the coaching staff is crossing their eyes and not their teeth. All of that. Everybody, every player is going in that hard. And, and I agree. That's what happens for the Dolphins. And I think that's why, you know, if, I, I guarantee you, if you go into the Dolphins facility, you know it's Patriots week. You walk in there on Wednesday, you're like, damn, everybody. You know, no, uh, mm -hmm. no, there's no entourages allowed here today. Uh, no camera phones. No, you know, nobody's smiling. What's going on? Oh, it's Patriots week. Oh, okay. Come back next week. And it's, you know, back to normal, guys laughing and joking, everybody's having fun, a couple beers, everybody's hanging out. And it's, what's, oh, it's Bills week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not in the playoffs, they're not in the playoffs, you know, just a game. And, and, that, and that's what it is. And then you come out and you lose, and you say, oh, wow, we lost. But they, but I can tell you one thing, they, they're riding high after they beat the Patriots. Yeah. You know, they're, they're riding high after they beat the Patriots. Um, gift that you would give the Bills. You know, I'm sitting here reading uh, John Carlos' comment. Now he has a new appreciation for Tannehill. I haven't watched Tannehill play enough, uh, and that's partially the reason why I'm, I'm saying that you know I would get a quarterback. Um, he ain't missing much. He's not bad. I mean, well, then I would stick with. I, <laughs> he's not I bad. Have to, <laughs> to me, he's almost like a. Um, he's their. Ver I don't want to go that far, but he's like. Their version of Kirk Cousins is not bad. He's not the reason they're losing. You know what I mean? But he certainly ain't bringing them out of the. Uh, you're not bringing them anywhere. I can tell you that. I would say this. Won't be in a Pro Bowl coming near you anytime soon or anything yeah, like that. Um, I, I think if I'm going to have to give the Dolphins a. a, a um... John Carlo, what would you give the Dolphins? Yeah, I, so yeah you watch them every week. Watch them every week. Let's see what John Carlo would have to say. Right now, I'm going to stick to. I'm going to stick to. Um, I'm going to stick to quarterback. And I'm what about Buffalo? I'm going to stick to quarterback. Buffalo. If I had to get them a Christmas gift for Buffalo, we're about I was to start say wide receiver. I was about to say I was about to say we're about to start sounding like a broken record because I, I, I'm with you on that. They got rid of Sammy Watkins. They got rid of uh, Woods. So they got rid of their two best receivers. Mm -hmm. um, as you look down at their receiving core, you you pretty much they they, they traded for Calvin Benjamin only for him to get hurt. Yeah. And like you said, um, I never understand. I never understood. Carolina got rid of him for a reason. Yeah. So um, if you're already going to have a, 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 
question mark at your at your quarterback's <laughs> table. Um, I think we all agree that uh, Tyrod Taylor is a serviceable quarterback, mm-hmm. but you can't get a serviceable quarterback and then not have him given any, any passing options either. Um, basically, you just have a running back and Shady McCoy, which, uh, I mean, he can't be healthy forever. You know, so you, you surely are putting a lot on Shady McCoy's shoulder. So with Buffalo, some more offensive weapons. You know what? I'm going to change mine for Buffalo. You know what my Christmas gift to Buffalo would be? To get rid of Tyrod Taylor. Really? Yep. You don't want him. They don't want him. Get rid of him. That would, that would be my Christmas gift to Buffalo. Get what you want? Get what you want. I would rather... You clearly don't want the guy. I agree. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. So I would rather get rid of him than to have a coach that's going to continue to put him in positions to fail so that he can get who he wants. So for the Buffalo Bills fans, I would say get rid of Tyrod Taylor. Go with the guy that your coaching staff or that management really wants. And then just move on from him. John Carlos says he would get them an, an, an offensive line. Their, their offensive line is, uh, has been... Uh, he says the offensive line is the problem. I'll take your word for it, John Carlo. Yeah, I know you watch. Word for it. I know you watch every single snap and every play, so I'll take your word for it. I think my gift for you all would be to, uh, I guess, get the Fountain of Youth and tell Dan Marino to come <laughs> on back. <laughs> get get Marino back, right? Yep, get Marino back. Um, next game, moving on through here. Where are we at? Oh man, did I lose the? You got the game there. What the next game was? Punch give me a game. Green Bay, Carolina. Aaron Rodgers comes back, and I told you, I picked Carolina with this one. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. Um, two or three passes where Aaron Rodgers wasn't himself. Mm-hmm. His, uh, finished the game with three interceptions. Um, one of them not that bad. The other two, he just underthrew the guy by about three or four years, a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he hasn't played in, what, about six, seven weeks. It was a little bit of rusty, but there were still some plays that he made. It was like, whoa, that's Aaron Rodgers, and he's the only person who can make that pass. Um just, you know, you, you lost your franchise quarterback for six or seven weeks. You hovered around, uh, I think, only one game below 500 while he was gone. Um, just chalk it up as a season that's lost. You know, the health wasn't in your department this year, uh, wasn't in your deck of cards. And, and Carolina is moving. There's a very good chance this Carolina team plays in the Super Bowl. You know, and, and you, you came to within one touchdown of beating them, and that's with three turnovers from Aaron Rodgers, which doesn't happen much at all. So if I'm if I'm Green Bay, of course there's no such thing as uh as moral victories. Mm-hmm. But you go into the season saying we're not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I picked Green Bay in this game. Mm-hmm. Um it's unfortunate that, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh had three interceptions. Um you know, that's just pretty much what it comes down to. Yes, I look at this Carolina Panthers team. They're rolling. And I say to myself they are rolling. They're rolling. Um if I have to get Green Bay Packers a um the Christmas gift, it would be a running, running back. back. It would definitely be a running, running back. Running back, unanimous. Um, if I was to get the Carolina Panthers, um, if I was to get the Carolina Panthers something. I didn't know what I would get them. I would get them on another wide receiver. Yeah, I was going to say what Ted Ginn was. That deep that threat. That one deep threat. Yeah. yeah that, that is, as I look at this team, they're rolling and they resemble the team. From two years ago when Cam was MVP and they were beating everybody. But the one thing that they're missing is that Ted Ginn used to yeah, give you. I feel you. I, I think that year he had like 10 touchdowns. And like I'm a little bit of those 10, like 7 or 40 yards or more. You, you know what I mean? And when you do that, imagine that was before they even had McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have Ted Ginn stretching the field, that makes McCaffrey that much more yeah. uh, deadly. That makes yeah. Cam that much more deadly. That that I think they are missing. And um, again, 
it, it's obtainable. Just, yeah. I mean, I, we're not, again, on these other teams, we're saying with the team needs an A.J. Green or Julius. We're not even saying that. We're just saying a guy to stretch the field. You know who would look nice over there? I'm not sure he can stay healthy. He's in the wrong place right about now. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson would be a nice uh, a nice deep threat for uh, for Cam. For Cam. Um, I think he would be a distraction. I was just about to say, Deshaun Jackson is somehow starting to turn, look like, and I don't know the guy, so I hate to say that, but he's starting to look like a little bit of a... Uh, I don't want to say the word cancer because that just sounds so harsh, but he's starting to look like a little bit of a cancer. I mean, a little bit of a distraction. Um, but that, that's what I would give um, Carolina. Carolina, this team right here, as they're rolling, they're good enough to play in the Super Bowl. They are good enough to play in the Super Bowl, but they won't make the Super Bowl. Okay. No, I, I, they won't make the Super Bowl. There, when we get to this point, and now that Wentz is gone, there's there's no other team. I, that's fine. I'm just, if you want to take the field versus Carolina, because I'm certainly not saying Carolina's head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, I can make an argument for Carolina versus any other team in the NFC. Well, I, I, you already know who my NFC favorite is. This is this the Rams. Mm-hmm. And if if you're Cam Newton, you don't want to have to face Wade Phillips. Last time you faced Wade Phillips in in, in a game that really mattered like that. Uh, he basically put the clamps on you, and, and you pretty much looked like you quit. Yeah, he had Von Miller, and um, he had a whole bunch of guys over I mean, there. He had a bunch of guys over there, but let's make no mistake about it. That that Rams that team, Rams team is, yeah. that Rams team over there is is something special, man. Yeah, yeah no. that, that team is over. There. I'm not saying that Carolina can't make the make right, 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 right. But what I am saying is that if they play against a team that's going to come out and smack them in the mouth. Cam has shown that he does not recover well from that. All you got to do is come out, hit Cam a couple of times, force them into a couple of bad plays. I still think that the, the the Saints are a better team. I think the Falcons are a team that nobody in the NFC wants to um, wants to see them make the. Uh, get the Falcons. Nobody wants to see them make the playoffs. Um, you know, I understand the argument for Carolina because they are rolling right now, but I just don't. I just don't. I just don't see it. I would be surprised to see them make it to the make it to the Super Bowl, but. This is also a conversation we'll, we'll revisit at the end of the season once the playoff brackets are, are made. Ravens-Browns. Ravens-Browns. Really, I mean, to be honest with you, there's really not much to talk about here. It's the Ravens and the Browns. If I have to give Cleveland... Um, <laughs> if I have to give Cleveland... It's a reset button. Um, a, a Christmas gift. New owner. Uh, <coughs> I would say new management. Mm-hmm. Definitely new management. If I had to give... Man, if I had to give the Baltimore Ravens a Christmas gift, what would it be? Baltimore fans may not like this. I would say a mobile quarterback. Mobile? Yeah. How about just a better one? It's hard for me. It's hard. That you know, that's kind of hard. I, I, that's, I would say a mobile quarterback. I, I think that's. I think that's the only thing I can think about. I mean, they got. They, I think they got two good running backs back there. I like their um, running back situations. I, I like Mike Wallace. On paper. I like Mike Wallace and, and Jeremy Macklin. You know what? I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm not going to do that to Flacco. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that to Flacco. I, I think that Flacco is in a situation kind of like Phillip Rivers. Give him some solid wide receivers. Just give him some solid wide receivers that's going to take some pressure off him. Because to be honest with you, I don't think that I don't think he has a wide receiver on his team that scares anybody. I think that this team would have been a lot better if what's his name decided to play one more season. Oh yes, oh yeah. One, he has a lot left in the tank. Yeah, and yeah, and, I, and I think that he made that team a lot better. Definitely, I'm with you. I'm with I, you I, so I definitely feel like 
Again, Mike Wallace and Jeremy Macklin on paper looks good, but it, it doesn't seem to be happening at all. So I do kind of feel like I, I, I feel like the Philip Rivers Joe Flacco thing is a good comparison. Yeah. In terms of guys just running around with guys out there, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I agree with you on that one. Um, and the Browns for Christmas gift is that you guys get to leave the NFL and just this is I mean <coughs> man, new management, yeah, all the way all the way from the top down. Just mm-hmm. decision making over there is awful. The team is awful. Um, Hugh Jackson deserves better because, like you said, there are teams that mailed it in, but the Browns aren't one of them. No, they're not. The Browns aren't one, and they have every reason to mail it they in. They definitely have every reason to mail it in. And they don't. But they don't. And they um, don't. Speaking of mailing it in, as we move to this game, <laughs> Bengals. Okay, <coughs> this is the weirdest thing. Obviously, all season long, I told you guys that he was going to be the first one to uh, to leave. Now, as we're sitting here, the Bengals essentially got shut out. Right? They scored a touchdown in garbage time. The whole game was garbage time. They waited all the way to the fourth quarter. They spent the majority of the game. Just shut out and and getting beat offensively, defensively, special teams. Before the game, Marvin Lewis announces that he won't be with the team. I don't. I really don't understand the concept of already telling the coach, the team that you're not going to be here next year. Because at what point? Because as we were sitting here joking, what can you tell me, coach? That you know what I mean? Like you got to do. You already quit on us. He did. You, you said you're not going to be here next year. Now it was probably more than likely one of those things like you're about to fire me, so I might as well resign. Sort of situations. But again. I don't think that the coach is supposed to do that. If, you know, if you can address that at the end of the season, I, it really makes it hard for you to tell me anything yeah. when you've already quit. Yeah, if, if you're a coach, if you're going to do that, you might as well just resign and not even come around the building. Yeah. Because I agree with you. As a coach, if you're telling me that you're not going to be here at the end of the year, I, 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 why do I need to listen to you? At all. You Like you said, you've already quit on us. Uh, and then again, it could have been a thing that maybe Marvin Lewis was trying to look out for management. I mean, I don't know. At how the end many of the day, te- how many coaches do we know? Good and well, they know that they're about to get fired, mm-hmm. and they still stay with you. You know what I mean? All the way with you. to the end. You know what I think is happening? <coughs> you know what I think is happening in Cincinnati? They're about to be the new Cleveland Browns of this division because I think the Cleveland Browns are going to get it together, and I think that Cincinnati is going to clean house. I think you're going to get rid of Andy Dalton. If I'm AJ Green, I want out. If I'm any good player in Cincinnati, I want out of Cincinnati. <laughs> I agree. And I really think that Cincinnati is in a bad situation. Marvin Lewis says he's done. A, I think he's done a really good job, especially when you look at the teams that he had to play, playing against that Pittsburgh Steelers no, team and that Baltimore Ravens team. Those are two teams that you have to face every year, twice and, a year. And you know what, Boogie? That's what makes this worse because he's had a great, whatever it is, 12 years. Mm-hmm. The, the Bengals were the Cleveland Browns before Marvin Lewis, mm-hmm. okay? So let, let, let's let's not forget that. that. The Bengals were the laughingstock in the NFL. He, it, I don't want to have the numbers in front, but it's something like 12 playoff appearances and 13, you know, 10 appearances yeah, in 12 stupid. years. Yeah, so, something stupid, yeah. okay? Never won... Um, the one year where Carson Palmer got hurt, they had a chance. And then the next time they had a chance, Andy Dalton got hurt. And not only did Andy Dalton get hurt, A.J. McCarron got hurt, the backup quarterback. They were running out there with their third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. He, he put Cincinnati Bengals, made them relevant, as, as you always say. Mm-hmm. The Bengals were an irrelevant fr- uh, uh, franchise since post-Boomer Esiason. Mm-hmm. Marvin Lewis came in, and we had an era with Ocho Cinco and, um, and um, Carson Palmer. That whole era left. We got an Andy Dalton, AJ, and he, and he just kept moving. And he, and he made them every year. At one point in time, they were winning the division by three games. This is the toughest division of football. Okay? And they're winning it by three games. Um, for it to end like this, that is that is really poor. That, that's I mean, it, really it, it, poor. It is poor. And, but and you got to say, Marvin Lewis, you're better. And like, we've seen coaches. You've played for coaches where you know good and well he's getting fired at the end of that day. 
You, you, you know what I mean? But he didn't just be like, hey guys, um, I'm out, you know. But hey, I'm going to stay here until, the, like, who does that? Yeah, but at the same time, we also no, have no idea how the day-to-day operations is going. Um, I agree with you. You know, it's not, especially Marvin Lewis, it's not something that, that you want to see him do. Uh, not that way, especially being a guy that, as far as I'm concerned, he's been a class act over there. Yes! With, with the, with the, with the, the, the mental instability of the players out over there. <laughs> for him to be able to maintain some stability with that group, which shows me, from my owners, it, it showed me that there's a guy that can handle these types of players. Um, and I think it was just time, man. It's just one of those situations I, where it was I don't disagree time. with any of that. The Giants quarterback, excuse me, the Giants coach is here, Michael Duke. Mm-hmm. He knew Goodwill was getting fired, right? No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, they asked him after the game about it. You know, they said, as long as my um my 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 badge swipes to let me in the building, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep coming to this building. Mm-hmm. You know, until they until they tell me otherwise, I'm not. And Marvin Lewis, the, the correct answer is, you know, I'm the Bengals coach. Until for, until I'm further no, notified, and I'm going to be here because I, I really you can't tell me anything at this point. You know what I mean? And and now if I'm one anyone on this team, my only goal right now is do not get hurt. Like that's yeah. my these last three get two games. If I'm AJ Green, mm-hmm. just don't want to get hurt. Yeah, but I also I mean I like to look at this from another perspective. You're also going to get a chance to see which guys here actually respect Marvin Lewis. So yeah, he puts it out there that I will not be here next year. As a player, if I'm in Cincinnati because I like playing for Marvin Lewis, I'm glad he told me he's not going to be here next year. I'm glad he told me that he's not going to be here next year because at least I know what my future is going to be next year. I can go to my agent, hey, get me up out of here. I love playing for this guy. Have you ever, you played in, I know for Oakland all three years, the coach got fired. Um, has it ever, in the lock, is there a different type of locker room where guys are saying, hey, man, uh, uh, what's his name is on the Norv is on the hot seat. Art's on the hot seat. Man, we gotta win this one for coach. Is there ever that kind of vibe, or is it kind, of, or is is a locker room divided and people being like, man, I can't wait till they fire Norv. I can't wait till they fire Art. I can't wait. Or do the people really not care who the coach is? And to be honest with you, you be speaking on Oakland, and, and that's, that's the only one that's you know, the only place. No, what I'm saying is, you know, I've always I've always said that with my with my time at Oakland. That I could have been better. Right. I'm always want to look at myself and what I could have done, and I could have been better. Uh, with that said, it's just so much going on out there. I don't think it mattered who the coach was. We were not qual. I mean, we were pretty much out of the playoff hunt halfway through the season. Right. So it, it, it's really hard. Yes, you're going to have a divided locker room because you're going to have some guys who are just, you know, we just weren't a very good team out there in those three years. We just were not a very good team. Um, when I came into Oakland, you know, North had already been there for a couple of years. Um, you know, I felt bad to see North go. You know, I was excited to play in North Turner's offense because when you look at the running backs who played in North Turner's offense, they yeah. had a lot yeah, of yeah, success. Yeah, 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 seventy catches. You know, did you ever? Was there any part of you when you start reading the papers and knowing that North's job? Is there any part of you that says, "Man, I wouldn't win this game to keep help keep North, North keep?" I can only speak on myself. And, yeah, and, and for me, yes. I mean, I wanted I wanted North to be out there. You know, I wanted him to be out there. Um, you know, as a, as a player who comes in, you know, we, the year that I came to Oakland, we also had Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at the fact that we got Randy Moss and Charles Woodson on the same team. Now, I'm the awesome while I was a cornerback that was doing his thing out there. That's more like the a fact that, that you time. got Warren Sapp and you got Derek Burgess. Uh, I look at uh, a guy like Ronald Curry out there as a wide receiver position. I'm looking Porter. out there. Uh, Jerry Porter. Porter. I'm looking out there and saying, I think that we have enough pieces that we can win. Um, and I would have loved to have had another opportunity with um, North. With North, uh, you look at the following year, Art Shell. You know, I tear my MCL halfway through the season. I missed the last eight games, so I'm not even in the locker room 
um, on a day-to-day basis from a practice perspective. Um, and then, of course, you know, my last year uh, was it was Kiffin's first year, and I got released after that year. So it's kind of hard for me to speak on that. I know for me as an individual, I just wish that I was better uh, the year that Norv was there. You know, I missed the last two games of that season. I tore I tore muscle underneath my big toe. So um, I think it really just all comes down to to these each individual players and what they're playing for. I agree with you. Some guys are going to play not to get hurt. Um, and I think for a lot of these guys, this is an opportunity for you to showcase what you could do for mm-hmm. not only other teams, but for whoever is going to be the coach coming in. Because a lot of these guys are, are still under contract. So you want to make sure that you play for whichever coach is going to come in here next. And you never know. There may be a coach that's already Then again, no, because sticking to my point that they're cleaning house, I don't think that any coach that's on this staff is going to be a part of staff next year. So you want to put out good film. You want to put out good film as a player. But See, I, that almost like... If, if, if he had did that, if it was, I'm Marvin Lewis, and you've been my right-hand man for 11 years, and if it's on, I would almost respect that more. He's like, yo, I'm going to bow out, give you three games to show them. The coach, did, you know, give you an opportunity to, to, to at least, yo, Lamont, these are your three games. Show them what you can do. They win all three games. There's a good chance they bring you back, and if not, you get a job. So it's like, I, that I would have understood. You know, I'm giving somebody else an opportunity to be the head coach and let no, them get it. It wasn't going to happen. I, I think Cincinnati is is absolutely cleaning house. Yeah, I, I yeah, and 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 I would, I just would have expected Marvin. It's crazy to see it end like this. It's almost yeah, like I'm he's with you on that. because I'm with you on that. He, he took over the team. Right, the team was in shambles. Mm-hmm. The team was not in shambles for a long, <coughs> long, long, long time for a decade plus. And now I'm leaving, and guess what? I'm leaving it the exact same way I found it, you know, and, and in nothing in life do you want that to be the case, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to hear about how good it was when you had it. It's like, well, when you gave it to me, it was trash, you know what I mean? And it's like the team is basically, they had the Marvin Lewin errors, and now that he's done, it's going to be right back to where it started. They're going to end up with a high draft pick, and like you said, I do imagine that it's going to be big changes, big difference in players leaving, and, and next year we're going to have a new coach, and, and it's probably going to be a whole new uh Roster over though because I, I what we do get with Marvin Lewis is he, he was he's proven to be a players coach and a forgiving coach and, and and you're not so sure whoever the next guy is I don't want that head case I don't want that head case I don't want that guy you know birth I I've been playing against this not a shot in hell this yeah. guy going to be on my team yeah. you know and, and, and it's going to be like that he's going to come in there and be like I don't want any of these players at all you know my guess is it's probably you look at that roster and you say I'll you know Drew, if we can please keep AJ that'd be great and the rest of them don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, but to your point, I think that that's every team. I, I think that the only reason that Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis, I don't think he was ever going to leave Cincinnati to go to another job if he was, if everything was bright eyed and bushy tail. I think that that's pretty much the case for every team that that was pretty much irrelevant. You bring a coach that comes in, he he makes your program, he makes your franchise relevant. The only way that coach is leaving is if I mean, when that coach leaves, you're back to being irrelevant. That's just how it is. Now, we would have liked to see Marvin Lewis go about doing it in a different way. But with that said, I mean, everybody could see Cincinnati was pretty much, I mean, you you said it. You said it all year long that, hey, you know what? I think that he's on the hot seat. Wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year. And this and that's the case. With that said, um, my Christmas gift for Cincinnati Bengals. Trash bag to, for everybody to put their stuff in. <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping off 52 trash bags for every single one of the players to put this stuff in and carry to their car. I'm going to make a I'm going to make a comment, and I don't know how many Cincinnati Bengals fans are out there in the world anyway. 
You know what my suggestion would be? And this is my, I'm just throwing this out there. Sell the team. To another city? Like, just move out of Cincinnati? Sell the team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the other side of this team, uh, Vikings. 11-3. Vikings, yep. Uh, 34 points. Uh, I don't even know how much of this was the Vikings, that the Bengals just looked awful. But the Vikings, nonetheless, 11-3. Um, they're a serious threat. Their defense is for real. Um, I think this was a lot about the Vikings. I mean, it was, I mean, put it this way. The Minnesota Vikings playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. When I look at the first two quarters, that's exactly how you expect this game to go. 17 donut in the first quarter. All right, 24 donut in at the end of the first half. I think that this game was all about the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Keenum was 20 for 23, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. This team just continues to be solid. Um, if I had to give the Minnesota Vikings a Christmas gift, I think that my gift to the Minnesota Vikings would be Man, I would say your quarterback situation. Just shore it up. Yeah, just shore up the quarterback situation. Um, I, I, I would, if I have to go, if I, if I had anything, I would say just maybe just a running back. That's what you I was going to say. Like maybe a, a go to running back. Their running back is hurt, and I feel like they've been they've been. Latavius Murray is stepping, and he's been. <laughs> um, nobody's going to mistake him for Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. and he's soon. <laughs> you know what I mean, but. I, that would be my gift. They had a rookie running back who was killing at the beginning of the year, and then he got hurt. Um, I felt like if they had that running back, not even Adrian Peterson, but if they had the rookie running back, uh, whose name escapes me right now, if they had him, one more weapon, I, I would like that. I like the receiving core with Diggs and um, yeah. Yeah. Dillon. Yep. I like Rudolph at the, t- at the um, yeah. tight end. Um, Diggs is a real playmaker, and we all know that. And Dillon has really come on strong this season. So that would be my be my gift to them. Is a running back, yeah. and that's and I, they, I understand they have a rookie running back who is good. He's just injured right now. So yeah. for right now, I'll just give them a um, I'll give them a a running back. And like I said for the Bengals, which uh, basically we're on the same page. You say just get rid of the team. I said get rid of the team <laughs> and the players. You say get rid of the whole franchise. You know what I mean? So, you're about to be worse than the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it, it's about to be bad. Uh, Jets Saints. Saints, not much to talk about here. The Saints put up 31 points. The game went the way you would expect it to go. The Saints are a better team than the Jets. They're at home, and they win. What would you like to give the Jets? Oh, goodness. There's another team with a lot of lot of, yeah, uh, lot of options. Yeah. I, if, if I'm looking at the Jets, oh, goodness. And I think you start at the top and just say quarterback. That'd be the obvious I was going to say quarterback, but I, I think that if you get a better wide receiver core, I think a, a healthier Josh can, can can win more games for you. Yeah, I mean, Josh, um, it's hard to say. Yeah. You know what my Christmas gift is for the Jets? I would say uh, offensively, close your eyes, choose position, and then say, right. that's, <laughs> that's, that's what we need for Christmas. <laughs> Spin the wheel. Like, oh, you need a, I'll take that. I'll take one of those. Yep, that would, yeah, that would surely help. Will. As far as the Saints are concerned, my Christmas gift for them, I would say another big, uh, I would say another threat at wide receiver position. Yeah. I would say that. I, I agree. They got the two running backs. You got Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is the best we've ever seen yeah. from, a, yeah. from the Saints because, you know, that's not what they do. And, and much like um, Tom Brady, Drew Brees has spent <coughs> his, his majority of the career with B and C level receivers. Yeah. You know, uh, Jeff Orn, I mean, has anybody since then? I don't even know if they've had uh, Brandon Cooks was fast as all hell. Yeah. Um, he had him for one year before, and and when he had him, he was they were making sweet noise together. But um, Drew Brees is one of those guys that 
You imagine what Drew Brees and Julio Jones would do? You imagine what Ooh, Drew Brees and, and A.J. Green would do? You know, uh, any of those big-name receivers? Mm-hmm. And I think that if you give Drew Brees one of those guys, they'd be for real. Oh, yeah. They, they, they'd definitely be for real. Um, next game. Moving on down the road. Eagles, Giants. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. I said it last week. I don't. While everybody's pressing the panic button and saying, oh, the Super Bowl's out the window, uh, da, 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 <clears throat> I really don't expect the drop-off to be that drastic. I, I really feel like the way you often talk about, and we always talk about, teams being built the proper way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Eagles are built the proper way. They are a team. They're not. This isn't the Colts where it's like, oh, no, Andrew Luck went down. We don't have nothing. Oh, Carson Wentz went down. Carson Wentz, you still got three receivers. Mm-hmm. You still got two, three running backs. Three running backs. You, you know what I mean? You still, you still got, got your defense. You still got your tight end. Mm-hmm. Like, you still got weapons. So as long as you insert a halfway decent quarterback, mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. And they don't have – it offers more experience. This this game right here is what we've been asking all the week about Wentz and that we weren't sure about. The Eagles were down. Yeah. Okay? And they were down – I don't know what the score was. They were down by – at one point, I want to say two scores. I want to say it was like 7 to 21 at one point. And – they came back. Foles played almost flawless football. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think the drop – If and I was expecting a playoff rookie blessing of, of Carson Wentz where things weren't going to be as, as clean as they were in the regular season for him. And so, to me, Carson, where everybody else was just ready to put the Eagles in the, in the Super Bowl, I wasn't so sure that Wentz could win playoff games because he hasn't won playoff games. He hasn't been in playoff games before mm-hmm. and, and in these situations. He hasn't even really played. He hasn't had any – Huge comebacks on his resume like that, or several of them, or anything. It wasn't tested over that. That's not his fault. His test was coming up. He just got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Foles is with this team. I think the Eagles the drop. I'm I'm not downgrading the Eagles much. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think that when you look at Wentz, what he's able to do with his legs, he's more athletic. You're Absolutely, not, you're not going to absolutely you're not going to ask, uh, ask Foles to do those things, right. but. Uh, to your point, I do think that this is a team that's well built. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that even with Wentz, I don't think that this team would have made the Super Bowl. Thank um, you. I'm with you on that. You know, even with Wentz, I don't think they would have made the Super Bowl. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, looking at before before we finish this game, I want to go back to a comment John Carlos said. I agree with him too. Get the Saints a tight end. Um, they definitely missed Jimmy, Jimmy Graham there. And I think that with a tight end, I think that's going to actually help their running game even more. Um, so I agree with them on that. With the Eagles. Jimmy Graham and Breeze made sweet music. They, yes, they did. Yes, they did. With the Eagles, um, if, if of course, my Christmas gift is going to be Wentz getting a, a new ACL. That would be my Christmas gift to them. Um, as far as the Giants are concerned, um, oh, I would say a running back, man. Yep. I, I think the Giants need a running back. I, I, I like the Giants. It's like the last running back they had was T.K. Barber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. ever since then. I mean, Jacobs did okay. but Yeah, but Jacobs couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, he couldn't stay healthy. But T.K. had a hard time holding him to the ball. And, and they and won the Super Bowls after T.K. They did win the Super Bowls after T.K. And T.K. Uh, last year is 
Um, he, his last two years or so, he, he got rid of that fumbling problem. He did get rid of that fumbling problem. Yeah, he problem. did. He, get the, he did get he that did. under control. But they, uh, the, I would give them a running back, and, and uh, they deserve two gifts. So I, they are in New York. So I'd give them a running back <laughs> and a line. line. i give them a line. line. Because they're getting back on back. Then again, you know I will back. say this. I will say this. Forget the running back. I will say the offensive line. Because you really never know how good the backs are without actually having an offensive line. So I'm with you on that. I'll go with Eagles. If, go if with you're going to keep line. Eli Manning, who has zero Use for moving. Like, yeah. zero. Like, he's... Extending the play is a curse word in the Manny house. Mm-hmm. Hold me. Yeah. We, don't, we don't extend plays here. That's not what we do. They're the guy, pat, 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 down. We've mm-hmm. seen both of them yeah. go down for no reason. I think to the point that they go down and get back up because nobody's near them. Like, pat, 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 and go down. There's nobody there. Oh, okay. Get back up and still throw the pass because that's how mm-hmm. little they believe in extending plays. Mm-hmm. So if that's going to be your quarterback, you damn sure better have an offensive line. Yeah. No, I'm with you 100% on that. I was going to say, I think the Mannings hold tucking tuck ducks yes. um, at, at, their, at their Christmas parties or their Halloween or whatever. Whenever they get together, I think they work on Nothing's there. Pat, down. Pat, pat, down. Tucking ducks. Tucking ducks. Pat, pat, down. Absolutely. Yep. That 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 that's what I would give. And then to the Eagles, what I would give the Eagles is just time. I I, I feel like the Eagles have everything, man. I don't think they, they do. They yeah. they're they're loaded. Yes, they and, are. And I think they hit the nail on the head by bringing Foles in as a backup quarterback. Yeah. That I mean, one, it's the type of is a back. It's, he's a perfect backup quarterback in that he's not good enough to cause a quarterback controversy. Yeah. So nobody's going to be calling for mm-hmm. his for his name when when Wentz is struggling. Mm-hmm. Nobody's man putting there for. But he's a good enough to win games. Yep, he's proven. He's done it. Mm-hmm. He has a good career. He has a good season under his belt mm-hmm. in this exact same uniform. Mm-hmm. And when, when the guy goes down, he's able to step right in and do that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And here's another thing with that is let's say that he plays well, right? You have no idea how long Wentz is going to be out. You may be looking at this may be your starting quarterback at the beginning of next season. And so uh, for the Eagles, I agree with you. This is a great this is a great backup to have. I think it's always good to have a backup like a, 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 a Foles, who's a guy who's, if you look at him, he could be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. I think the Jacksonville would be a hell of a lot more dangerous with him as a quarterback. But with that said, you have two starters as your starter and as your backup. Mm-hmm. That's a great situation to have, especially when you have a quarterback who is mobile. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And, I, and it, I mean, four touchdowns. You know, on the road in the conference game. I mean, yes, it's only the Giants. It's not only the Giants. It's the conference game. Yeah, but the division game. Sorry, the Giants have been playing well in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Ever since that whole coaching decision has has been made, the Giants have definitely played well. So, to your point, you know, it is a conference game. It is the Giants. It is on the road. Uh, you lose Wentz. You want to see how the team is going to come out. Uh, and at the end of the day, what happened was in a in in, in a very close game. The Eagles got what you want to see, and that's a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinals, Redskins. Um, Redskins went across the country and barely escaped with a victory against a Cardinals team that is so beat up it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I want to give the. Well, I know what you want to give the Redskins. What's uh, that? A blocking tight end and, and, and <laughs> the fullback. To be honest with you, you know what I would give the Redskins as my as my gift. I would rewind the clock and sign Kirk Cousins to that deal early. That 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 right there. Yeah, we talk all we talk all the time about what they need, but I think had you signed Kirk Cousins, you would have been in a better position to uh, to, to to get those things. Uh, as far as the Arizona Cardinals, um, I'm gonna go quarterback, man. Yep, I'm gonna go quarterback. I mean, I really don't have much to say about 
about these about this game. Um, you know, I will be on um, News Channel Wait today. At oh, Jay? Yeah, I'll be on there tonight at 9 o'clock with, with Aaron Hawksworth. And, you know, we'll spend some time kind of talking about the Redskins. But uh, it's just, you know, it's the Redskins and the Cardinals, two teams that are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> yep. And you were playing against uh, Blaine Gabbert, who threw the ball forty-one times. If you can't and walk away, sixteen. If you can't walk away with a victory in that game, then I mean, it's just it's walk just away with a victory. Game. He threw the ball forty-one times, did not maintain a touch, did not get a touchdown, and, and did not get two hundred yards <laughs> passing. Pretty hard to do four hundred pass attempts, right? Like and that is really hard to do. And how do you have forty-one attempts and Larry Fitzgerald only has five receptions? Yeah, I mean that's just. I mean you. I mean I'm just sitting here looking at the stats of the game. I mean Kirk Cousins threw the ball twenty-six times. Um, completed eighteen of them. Man. Completed. I mean, he completed eighteen of them. Had two touchdowns. Uh, no interceptions. When you're looking at Kirk Cousins, that's what you want to see. Uh, they had drop passes out there. Kirk Cousins getting to the point where I always talk about these other guys and say with Aaron Rodgers. Right now, Kirk Cousins is playing with guys. These are just guys. Yeah, these are these running backs are just yeah. guys. I'm sitting here with Redskins fans, and they say. That was Bibbs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they're like, who, who's that? Never heard of this yeah. guy. Like, These are just guys right now that Kirk Cousins is playing with. But that's why my gift would be um, to rewind just to surround, rewind the, hand, the hands of time and sign Kirk Cousins to a long dip. I, I, I agree. And I think that everything goes uh, differently. I think that with that, you get some more money to do some better things. Exactly. And, um, you know, but. Right now, I think this all season right here is going to be because I feel like they're going to get out of the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, which is a marriage that that nobody's happy in, right? The the Kirk Cousins is a marriage that nobody. It's a dead marriage. Yeah, it, and uh, you don't know. It really doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. Mm-hmm. We just don't love each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't doesn't matter who's right or wrong or who, what the reason is. We don't love each other. Let's go our separate ways, and and that's what it is. Yeah, you know, and and they should go their separate ways. And and, I, and the thing is, I think. Um, Cousins will be the winner in that divorce. You know what? I got to change this. <clears throat> you know what my Christmas gift will be to the Washington Redskins? To get stability in your front office. That would be my Christmas gift. Because if you had stability, then that this whole Kirk Cousins thing wouldn't even be an issue. So as far as I'm concerned, my Christmas gift for the Redskins would be to get some stability. You, to, I can go for days about talking about the players who they have, but this front office just needs to have some, some stability. Arizona Cardinals, let's just get a wild uh, quarterback. Another team that you were just one year early on, and you got off at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah, ja- Jacksonville, man, is with that defense. Like their defense is for real, and that secondary is for real. Um, I mean, again, the Texans. I'm not, we're not here to say the Texans are you know some sort of great uh, team mm-hmm. or anything like that. But they put up 45 points and they essentially shut the Texans out for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Hopkins scores uh, on on a on a they had a big pass, big play. The play before, and then two plays later, he gets a touchdown on, on that game. But uh, Jags, you know, we had a question mark about this division. We were saying who was going to win it by default. There's no by default on this one. The Jags are, are the best team in this division by a lot. And somebody's going to have to go to Jacksonville for their first-round playoff game, and I don't think they're going to like it. I am with you. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think they're going to like it. I am with you 100% on that. Um, you know, uh, first of all, Houston. You know, if I'm Houston, my Christmas gift for them would just be health. You know, that would be my Christmas gift. It, Big it, time. It JJ. Yeah. It would be. Clowney got hurt this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Watson. Absolutely. Hopkins was hurt. Uh, I was hurt this week coming into this game. Didn't yeah. practice all week. Yeah. Yeah. As far as Jacksonville is concerned. Um, quarterback. Quarterback is definitely, is definitely 
the um, it's definitely the Christmas gift that I would give them. But when I look at this Jacksonville schedule, they haven't beaten anybody all season. <laughs> that's fine. But that's what happens when you play in that division. You I know, get, but what I'm saying is so you get I'm six games in the division. So put it this way, if I'm looking if I'm looking at if I'm looking at this this AFC picture, I really I, I don't mind going into Jacksonville. I don't mind going into Jacksonville. Their defense the the way you beat Jacksonville is if you make Blake Bortles throw the ball. Well, I mean, this last game, Blake Bortles played great. Yeah, but that's, that's what happened eventually. Yeah, of course they're playing against Houston. I mean, you know, they are playing against Houston, but as far as I'm concerned, Jacksonville really hasn't beaten anybody. Uh, and that, I think that they're first. They beat the Steelers. I mean, they, okay, they, they beat, beat the Steelers the, and they beat them pretty good. They, they beat, beat them 30 to 9. Okay, they beat the Steelers early in the season. All right, and as far as I'm concerned, when you're looking at Pittsburgh Steelers, you're going to play Jacksonville. You're just like, oh, we're playing Jacksonville. Yeah, and, well, then maybe you, know? you should fix yourself then. I mean, that's fine, but they fixed themselves, and they are the second-best team in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. So they eventually got themselves together. So to your point, yes, they did beat somebody. Uh, they beat the Pittsburgh they beat Steelers. The breaks off the, they beat the Brakes off the Ravens. Yeah, but they beat, they beat the, the Brakes off the Ravens in, in week three. They okay. played well with the Rams. They played well with the Rams, a team who has a new head coach, a new defensive coordinator who was still coming into their own. Let's remember, the, the Rams lost to the Washington Redskins. So. And, and uh, uh, amongst the... Um, they beat the Chargers. Then you lost to Arizona. Beat the Chargers. You beat Seattle. Beat Seattle. But that's not as bad a resume as you make it out the South. I mean, it's not a good resume. You beat a Seattle team that the only thing they have is Russell Wilson. And at no, time, that, that, at that time, they, they beat them Oh no, that was the uh, yeah, last one. Yeah, yeah. At this time, they didn't really have much. The resume is better. Than I think that I think the thing that's going to benefit um, that's going to benefit Jacksonville is that your first game, your first playoff game is going to be at home. It's going to be. It's not that it's just going to be at home. You're going to play against Tennessee or you're going to play against Baltimore. I think that that's the thing that that you're looking at if you're a Jacksonville fan. But then here's the problem. After that, you're either going to have to go to Pittsburgh or to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So this has been a great season for Jacksonville. Um, it has. Um, I, I would say I, I really think that, and I think we're in agreement here, I, I think quarterback is the Christmas mm-hmm. game for Jacksonville. Uh, Houston, like I said, health. And I think that's really all about about this. But this, this Jacksonville defense, man, is it is legit. And moving on to the next game, I told you Rams, Seahawks. I told you this game, you said you wanted the Seahawks. And I told you this Actually, game. Was, I didn't go. Oh, did you Seahawks. go with the Rams? I told you that there would not be one team in the National Football League that the Rams have lost to. That if they play them, okay, the right, Rams, right, 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 right. I picked the Rams in this game. I, remember, I, I got the Rams representing the NFC. I told you. Yeah, I know, but you're also a big Seahawks. I told you that the Rams. This was going to be the big brother, little brother, and little brother is coming to let you know that he's not little anymore. Like yeah. that. That's what I thought this game was going to be. Like 100. percent They've been the 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 top of this division for you know. Six or seven years now, and we're about to show them that this is our division now, mm-hmm. and I and I think they did that. Now again, I've told you this is the same reason. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I, we had our Russell Wilson, the greatest quarterback who ever lived, uh, moment, and, mm-hmm. and and I told you every time you do that, he hits you with this this game that you're like, what happened? You know what I mean? Like what happened? That, what what the hell was that? <laughs> and now I think part of that is because I, I think part of the problem is is that. When we do the quarterback chart, there's the Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Ben Peyton Manning, Drew Brees sort of thing right there. And it's like Russell Wilson is right here. And every time you push him up into that to that next category, 
somebody kicks him right back down. Like, no, like Aaron Rodgers, that's not how we do business. Like, you know, like we don't we don't do shutouts. You know, we don't do seven points at home. You know what I mean? It's like every time you want to push him up into that next level, he does something to remind you, like, nah, champ. This 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 next level here, mm-hmm. we don't do that over here. We don't have consecutive back to back bad games. You, you know, those type of things. Those don't happen to them. Aaron Rodgers will lose by forty. Brady doesn't lose by forty. You know, I don't get shut out. At home, but no, these type of things don't happen. And yes, the Seahawks every week pick up another injury, and they just put more and more and more and more on Russell Wilson's plate. Um, but fourteen for thirty in a, in, a, in a game of this magnitude, you gotta do better if you want to be at that elite, elite, elite level. Yeah, I'm with you. Russell Wilson has absolutely nothing around him. <laughs> he has nothing. Aaron Rodgers has more weapons than than Russell Wilson. And I think that's saying a whole lot. Right. All right. With that said. Um, uh, you remember last week I was talking about this that karma that what Seattle did the mm-hmm. week before in Jacksonville mm-hmm. that's yeah. going to come back to haunt them that's why I don't I don't think that this team will make the playoffs this year no Um, I felt very confident that the Rams were going to go in there and get a victory the Rams going to, the Rams have always felt comfortable going into Seattle and getting the victory Um, so monster game from Todd Gurley yeah monster game from Todd Gurley Um, you know Golf just continues to be continues to be solid, and, and hey, I told you about Wade Phillips. I mean, you, you're gonna have a hard time doing anything against a Wade Phillips defense when you have absolutely nothing, and the Rams have put you in a position where you have to throw the ball. Um, I think what a difference! Every time you watch this team, you, I think the, the thing that jumps out of you is what a difference this is from a year ago when Jeff Fisher was running the show. I remember last year I was asking you, I was telling you, Ty Gurley is a great running back and he looks awful. What 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 do you have to do to get this guy? Because you remember, last year I think he had 800 yards rushing. He had no 100-yard game. This year he has 100-yard games every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to win a rushing title. And last year he had 800 yards rushing. And that was the second year of the league. He comes in the first year, he's the best running back in the league. Second year with Jeff Fisher, he... He can't get off the ground. Mm-hmm. And now he's right back. Uh, Jeff Fisher was really trying to handicap this team. Well, I mean, Sean McVay, you look at what he did with the Washington Redskins, and I said this I said this from the time that they hired Sean McVay. It's going to come down to who his defensive coordinator is. If, they, if he gets a solid defensive coordinator where he could just focus on the offense, um, he could just focus on the offense and, and let the defense coordinator focus on the defense, this is going to be a very dangerous team. Um, and Todd Gurley is is balling yep. in this offense. I mean, he's better than all of the Washington Redskins put together that they had here last year. And those and those Redskins running backs still had some a little bit of success last year. Um, Nate Poole, a former NFL player, he chimes in. Poole said that the Eagles are one and done. And here's the thing, Nate. I don't disagree with you, but here was my thing is that whatever you thought the Eagles were going to do before, I still feel that way because the thing is I thought they were one and done. <laughs> To begin with, I, I thought that the Eagles were going to be one and done. Now, it depends on if they play somebody in that first round, because you know, they're going to get a bye. So if they play somebody who is not a threat to anybody. But I think the first time that the Eagles play, whether it be the Car- whether it be the um, Rams, whether it be the Vikings, whether it be um, Carolina, whether it be the Saints, whenever they play one of those real teams, mm-hmm. I expect them to lose in that playoff. And to be honest with you, I felt that way with Wentz. So I, I'm not disagreeing with you, uh, Pool, about um, the Eagles being one and done. Um, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, no, I don't no, see no, the I'm Eagles, I don't see the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But what, to me, my point is I feel like whatever your feeling was on the Eagles before, I think it should pretty much be the same. 
because the Eagles yeah. are a team. And and I really was expecting last year, um, the, the, like I said this all the time, last year all the cars lined up properly for the Cowboys. They were a team that everything went right. Yeah. And then they had 13 wins, and the Eagles were going to fall right to the same thing. Everything went right. They played great. And what did the Cowboys do when they got to the playoff? They lost. They lost the first game that they played in because that was Dak Prescott's first playoff game. It's Ezekiel It's a whole lot of people. First playoff game, mm-hmm. and in, in the playoffs, everything isn't just going to go right. It just doesn't work like that. You have to be able to win a nine to six game. You have to, you might have to be able to win a fifty-two to forty-eight game. Mm-hmm. Like th- there's all these different elements that Dak Prescott last year had never seen before, and Carson Wentz has never seen before. It's the playoff football. They, they never played in the playoff game, so that's the reason. And, and last year, Dak played great in the playoffs. He just lost. Just ran into a team. I, I, I want to say did they lose to the Falcons. No, they lost to the Green Bay Packers. Great. Because it was he lost to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, he, I think that played well. It's just that they lost to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, you lost to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I think when, when you look at the the when you look at the NFC South, I think all three of those teams can go into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles. So I'm with you, Paul. I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you, Antonio yes. Cuban Cigar Smoker. What's up, What's sir? What's up, Antonio? So you want to be a guest? You just named the day, brother. You all. You're always welcome in the Indeed. barbershop, Antonio. Nobody Indeed. showed us more love uh, uh, when we were out there than Antonio, the Cuban cigar smoker. Appreciate you checking in and listening to the show, brother. And, and you always have a seat right here, man. Whenever, whenever you want to come on the show and be a guest, we'd love to have you, Antonio. We'd love to have you. And that man to slim down, so we don't what? have to. We don't have man. Problem. Have you seen those pictures? I see you, bro. Yeah. We don't. We don't have to create uh, extra space for you. Nah, you slim all the way down, man. That's, fine. that's awesome, man. That, congrats to you. Yes, sir. Um, we already talked about that game. The 49ers, Garoppolo, whole new day, whole new... Now, right now, with all the 49ers are doing now is just moving down that draft board. That's all they're doing. When Garoppolo took over, they were on the, they, you know, they're on their way to the second pick in the draft. They're just moving on down. They keep going like this. They're going to be picking in the teens. Um, but it is good to see that Garoppolo... Um, here's my thing about the Garoppolo thing. Everybody always says on the Patriots thing, you just plug in anybody in there. It never crossed anybody's mind that the people, like, the, oh, Matt Castle. Matt Castle left the Patriots and had Pro Bowl seasons for the Chiefs, all right? So this whole idea that you could just put Blake Bortles back there and he and he's taking you to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Matt Castle was a good quarterback, and he had good years post-Patriots to prove that it was more than just a He made the Pro Bowl as a Chiefs quarterback. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo, you know, who just, they just plugged in Garoppolo. Garoppolo's a second-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he learned under Tom Brady and under that system that means he's a pro. That means he knows what it takes to win. And you're bringing that over there to the 49ers. And if I'm a 49ers, things are looking good over there. Oh, yeah. Things are definitely looking good for, for San Francisco. And he's doing it without his best wide receiver, Pierre Garçon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, I kind of thought I was losing my mind when I said that San Francisco was going to beat Tennessee. But I felt strongly about that. Garoppolo is a really good quarterback. And with the Tennessee Titans, man, you know, this looked like a very promising year. Um, but, you know, the Tennessee Titans are going to have their hands full. Uh, when I look at these two teams, if I have to go for Christmas gift, um, I think for the San Francisco 49ers, my Christmas gift for them would be a great offseason. Uh, I think that the guys that you bring in as free agents and the guys that you draft, they have to really come in and fit the system and be ready to play right away. And I think that my Christmas gift for the Tennessee Titans is to get another wide receiver. I think that the 49ers great. I love that offseason move because it, it – encompasses more than one thing. And 
I think with Garoppolo, you got a quarterback to, to build around. I like Carlos Hyde as the run as the um, running back. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is better than they get credit for. Mm-hmm. And um, you're right. I think you know you get an offensive lineman, add a receiver here or there. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the tight end. Uh, they have Selleck's brother out there. Mm-hmm. He made plays. Um, I think the 49ers. Like if I'm a 49ers, I'm, I'm excited about the future because I do think Garoppolo is going to be something. Yeah, and you have to look at what's going on in Arizona. I mean, Arizona is is hurting right now. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at that division, that uh, um, Arizona, they're not solid at the quarterback position, whereas the 49ers are, are beginning to be uh, solid at the, at the quarterback position. So um, those would be those would be my two those would be my two Christmas gifts. I mean, I think it's been a nice season for the Tennessee Titans, but I think that once they go to the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, um, I, I think that it's going to be as Pooh said about the Eagles. I think it's going to be one and done Absolutely. for for Tennessee. Absolutely. I think they are the definition of a mediocre team in the right place at the right time. Right yeah. division, right place, right time. They can uh, make a game out of it to anybody, but they can most certainly lose to anybody. I mean, put it this way, if, if Deshaun Watson doesn't get hurt, we're not, I don't think that we're talking about the Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans uh, making not at all. playoffs. Not at all, because I don't think they'd be as good as the Texans, and, and I don't think they would they're not as good as the Jags, so I agree. And then, Sunday night, Cowboys-Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Raiders, uh, I mean, this is a team, again, that everybody was talking Super Bowl dominance, you know, 12 wins, 13 wins. You know, this is their year. Finally, things are turning around, and they're well on their way to just another <laughs> nine-loss Oakland Raiders season. Yeah, man, I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't have much to say about this game. Um, you know, the Raiders are the Raiders. And the Dallas Cowboys, you know, you're excited to get Zeke back. But I still don't think that this is a team that's going to make the playoffs. Uh, I just don't see the Cowboys making the playoffs. And I think a lot of that is going to come down to, um, you know, how the Falcons finish up. Um, I mean, I really think that that's what it's going to come down to. So uh, if I had to give a Christmas gift to the Oakland Raiders, my Christmas gift would be your team is staying in Oakland. That would yeah. be my Christmas gift. If I had to give a Christmas gift to the Dallas Cowboys, um my Christmas gift to the Cowboys would be, um, ooh, I, I'm a, you know what? It would have to be something on defense. I was getting ready to say another big play receiver, uh, but I, I think it would have to be something on defense. Uh, I don't know yeah. exactly where, but uh, I, I healthy Sean Lee. Something healthy, a bubble to put Sean Lee in. Something, a bubble to put Sean Lee in. So there's because there, there is such a there's the Cowboys D with Sean Lee, and then there's the Cowboys <coughs> D without Sean. Yeah. So, like night and day, yeah. and it's almost like the same thing here with the Redskins. With there's a Redskins Jordan Reed team, then there's a Redskins non Jordan Reed team, yeah. and the difference is so is so drastic. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean Lee makes such a big difference in there. Um, I was listening to the game, and yesterday. Um, the guy who calls the Sunday night games, jeez, what the hell is his name? Uh, Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth says, and, and I agree with him, he says that it's the problem with the Raiders is that most teams you have the run, when you have a great, powerful running game, your passing game feeds off of that. Mm-hmm. So any team that has a good running game, then that sets up the play action, and that, and that, and that, and that you know, you have a successful passing game. Mm-hmm. He says the Raiders are the only team that, you have a successful running game, but it has zero correlation with the passing game. He says they don't use the play action off of that. Mm-hmm. So they it's non-existent, the play action. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's almost like they're two separate entities, you know. And in the, in the right world, what you want is the running game and the, the, you establish the running game and the passing game feeds off of it. Mm-hmm. 
and it's and, and, and one and they coexist together, and that's what your offense is. Our offense is a power running game with a deep threat uh, passing game, mm-hmm. and he's like they're just two completely different entities. He's like there's no when Marshawn Lynch is in the game, he gets the ball, or, or you know, the running game has nothing to do with the passing game. Yeah, and I think part of that has a lot to do with drops. Yeah. A lot of the over the, a lot of the Raiders season is drops, and then I think that there was a period of time where Carr got hurt, um, and I also think that um, just the expectation coming into the season is, is is what hurt them. But at the end of the day, um, this Raiders team is just proving that you know it's just it's just the Raiders. It's, it's the same I'm guy. guessing Carr's not healthy. Yeah, I mean, I mean everything's like that Redskin game. It's like, Broke his back or whatever the hell it was. It was back like a week later. I mean, I don't know, but I, I just know this. Ever since that Redskins game, that the Oakland Raiders just have not been the same. And and the Kansas City Chiefs, um, they eventually got their act together. The, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, nobody expected them to be in this position that they were in coming into the game last week against the Chiefs. So, I mean, there's no sense to talk about teams that that's really irrelevant. And you said that the Cowboys, you just don't see them as a as a chance. No, I don't. I don't see them as a playoff team. And if they do make the playoffs, I think they're one and done. Even with when they come back now, that now they're going to have Sean Lee. Well, for now, who knows when he's going out? And Ezekiel Elliott comes back this week. Um, yeah, I just think that that team is done. I mean, it's just I, I think that this is the year of of the Rams. I think that this is the year of the NFC South. Um, and I just don't think the Cowboys going to be relevant. Moving on down to the Monday night game last night, Falcons Buccaneers, and as I'm watching this game, it just <coughs> what I already know. It's one of those things that I didn't learn anything, but it was like, wow. When you watch Matt Ryan, <coughs> you know how many guys have to be at home jealous when they're just like, man, you got some new. I'm watching uh, Freeman run, and it's like, man, this dude Freeman runs. They pro- he goes out. Coleman's not even playing. The backup, uh, the other guy, he's running, and then it's like, oh my god, I forgot you guys even had um, Julio Jones. You know, and it's just like. Weapons after weapons after weapons, and there's so many quarterbacks that have to be jealous of that. You know what I mean? Like they're listening to the game. And they said that last year as a team, the Falcons had ten drops. Mm-hmm. You watch a Raiders game, you might see that in the game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Kirk Cousins could see that in the game. Ten drops on the season, bro. That's some serious weaponry. Mm-hmm. They played sixteen plus, played eighteen, nineteen games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Peyton. Man, uh, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers on the uh, on a, on the IR. Good move. Yeah, that just changed my pick for this week. But go ahead. Good move. Um, I I I'll say it so I'm blue in the face. Matt Ryan has things that other quarterbacks can only dream of having. Man, he really does. If if you watch the way Devontae Freeman runs, man, mm-hmm. that dude runs so hard, and he he's really good. He really is good, and so is Tevin Coleman. They got two really good running backs. Mm-hmm. Sanu was a really good receiver. Julio Jones might be the best receiver in football. Like, th- this dude's got weapons. That being said, Tampa Bay, last night we saw good James. Okay, we, we saw good James, and you see what there is. Everything was on display. He's the, he's the, he's the consummate teammate. The um, He's the first guy down. The, like, he does those things that you can get. If you have a 30-yard run, as soon as you get up, the quarterback's there. Like, what the hell are you doing down here? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what James does that everybody loves. Like, wow. You know, the quarterback's down here. He does this. He's downfield blocking. There's a lot of the Brett Favre things mm-hmm. in there. there. There really is a lot of Brett Favre in, in Jameis Winston. But again, like you, I would like to see that leader because yeah. at, there are some immature moments in Jameis. At one point in time, I mean, he was like 11 for 12, and, and um, it, it, we had a fumble that wasn't, hit, that wasn't his fault. I think we had two fumbles that wasn't his fault. 
Mike Evans picks up two pa- offensive pass interference, but James played a great game, and I understand it. Part of James's problem, and I was listening to Shannon Sharp brought it up today. It was a great point. Throughout his whole career, what other quarterback has to face Drew Brees twice, Matt Ryan twice, and Cam Newton twice? So we're talking about last year's MVP, the year before that's MVP, mm-hmm. last year's Super Bowl represented, the year before that's Super Bowl represented. So that means the weak link in that scenario is Drew Brees. <laughs> you know, six six times a year he has to play one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Now Marcus Mariota, he's playing Greg Bortles one week. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had to play Andrew Luck since his old career because that guy's been injured since he got there. Mm-hmm. He's playing um, who? What's the other team out there? Indy, Jacksonville, Texans. They haven't had a quarterback mm-hmm. since uh, since Mary, Marcus Mariota's been there. So I think that's part of the problem mm-hmm. is that Jameis and, and he's played somehow ended up seeing playing Tom Brady all the time. So you look at the quarterbacks that he'll uh, face this year. You know, mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan. Each one of them twice. Mm-hmm. Like so, that is hard. You know what I mean? And um, they went out there. The Deshaun Jackson thing was a risk. It was a gamble. It doesn't look like it paid out. But it doesn't look like it it, it was uh, productive. But I see where they were going with it, and I don't have a problem with it. I think Deshaun Jackson risk it was worth it. You, you, yeah. you think that if you can get him going, that and Mike Evans on the other side, you drafted a, a tight end. You have two tight ends, and you think that it's going to open up your office. It just didn't really happen. Yeah. The, um, the Bucks defense has been beat up from, from the word go. And, and then injuries got injuries all over the place, and that hasn't happened. Last night we were just losing players left, right, and center. Um, the Doug Martin thing hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he started off the season with a four-game suspension, um, and never really, I don't know, just sitting out those first four games, just never really got into rhythm with the team. Um, going into the off season, and just like to shore things up, and I'm not really sold on the coaching staff and how much we allow Jameis to be Jameis. I will say this. Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and Matt Ryan have absolutely nothing to do with the immaturity of Jameis Winston. So one thing that I will not do is give him a pass because of guys that he has to play that are not on the field when he's playing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, those guys are leaders. Mm-hmm. All right, he needs to be a better leader mm-hmm. on his team. Period. Point blank. Absolutely. So I mean, you could say you could say, well, Ben Roethlisberger will have more Super Bowls if he didn't have to face Tom Brady. All right. At the end of the day, Tom Brady is not on the field at the time that Ben Roethlisberger is on the field. What the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need is for Jameis Winston to grow up. All right. And when I'm saying grow up, he needs to have more consistency with with who he is as a man, as a leader on this football team. Period. Point blank. That's all it comes down to. I'm not even going to mention Jameis Winston in the same breath as Brett Favre because I don't think it's something that he's earned. He needs to earn that respect. Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston. He's a quarterback from Florida State that is now in the National Football League that needs to grow up. His team needs him to be a leader. His team needs him to be consistent with these things. Period. Point blank. That's what it comes down to. So let me ask you, you sound like you're not a Jameis fan. Have you seen enough to believe that Jameis, could he, could you see enough to see why they want to keep him and make him the franchise quarterback? Yes, I see enough out of Jameis Winston why you would want to make him a franchise okay. quarterback. I can understand that because he has shown that, like like this game, he has shown that ability. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we need you to do more. Doing more means we need you to be a better leader. All right? Part of that is I think that management has to do a better job of getting more vets around him. You knew what you were getting when you drafted Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's not all on Jameis Winston because he needs to have some better veterans around him. 
But with that said, I'm not buying the whole idea that, oh, you got to play against Drew Brees. Drew Brees ain't out there rushing, rushing Jameis Winston. No, uh, but, you're, but Matt when Ryan is out when there. The other, when the other team, each one of those teams is putting 30 points on the board. I understand that, but each, so when you know that when you go out there, you need to score. If going, let's not, don't make it sound like going, <coughs> going to battle against Drew Brees, whether he's on the field or not, trying to keep your art, whether he's on the field or not, you're trying to keep pace with what he's doing on the other side. The fact of the matter is, 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 I'm not, this, I don't disagree with you. Consistent. That's fine. That's what it comes down to. I agree to. with you. We're talking about out of all those quarterbacks that you named, only one of those quarterbacks has a Super Bowl right? That's fine, but they, they that that division is representing the Super Bowl is, re, is representing the NFC in the Super Bowl every year. I can give you that. I can give you that. And they got a good shot of with the, and they the third one. team. The, and actually, the way. Say, I mean, it's been it's been Seattle. Okay, it's been Seattle. The Falcons had their year. The right. last two were the Falcons and then, and then the Seahawks. You had the Falcons and you the had, Panthers. You had the Falcons and you had the Panthers. Right. Prior to that, it was the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have uh, you have the Seattle Seahawks. And then you have, what is the team that I am missing out on? You got the New York Giants. Okay. The New Orleans Saints haven't been to the Super Bowl since they beat Peyton Manning when he was yeah, with, yeah, yeah. He was with the Indianapolis but, but Colts. So you're going all the way back to before. We're, We're talking about the last three years because he's only been in the league three years. Okay, so that's fine. Okay. So he's been there. With the three years that he's, he's been, been in the league. Right. I got you. I got you. And, 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 and if they go the way you expect them to go, this would make fourth year because I you know, because you like the Saints. Rams. Okay, Rams are not but you like the Saints. Division. I like the Saints, okay. but I don't think anybody from this division is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Now, I said that I like I like one of these teams to go into Philadelphia and knock off Philadelphia, but I don't think that either one of these teams is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, with that said, Jameis does need to grow up. I mean, if you're going to be a franchise quarterback, if you're going to be a franchise quarterback, it can't be. Oh, you put together a great game this week, but then it's the next five games. It's like, what the heck are you doing? Your team cannot win with you doing that. I know. You also have to look at the reputation that you came in with. Okay? He didn't necessarily have the best reputation. Mm-hmm. Coming. He came in with the reputation of being immature. Mm-hmm. He's in a league now, third year in. Guess what? Still immature. Mm-hmm. All right? So I'm looking at this fourth year. All right? I'm looking at this fourth year because if I'm not mistaken, Jameis came out early. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he came out early. Mm-hmm. So you give him a, a year or two. All right, any mm-hmm. any guy that comes out early in any sport mm-hmm. came out early, I'm going to give you a year or two. You're going to have some mistakes. All right? You look at this third year. We can't have you with a bum shoulder out there enticing. No, absolutely. Pretty much enticing the riot. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to Jameis, I can care less what he does for the rest of the season. I'm more interested in looking at what Jameis is going to do next year. That's 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 where I met with Jameis Winston. All right, this is this was a great game for him. What was different for him about this game than all the other than all the other games? And matter of fact, forget. Let's take the stats off the board. Let's take the stats off the board. All right, what type of leader are you in the locker room? What type of leader? Where are you leading your troops? And I think that all of this comes down to management not putting enough leaders around him. I think if you had better leaders in this locker room, where everything's not on Jameis, I think Jameis is too young to have this whole franchise mm-hmm. on his team, on his back. Then y'all, last night I'm watching the game and Mike Evans gets back to back offensive pass interference calls, which they said he's led the league in since he's been in there. He has more than anybody else in the NFL offensive pass interference. After he is fully wrong in his offensive appearance, pushes it. He's on the sideline, 
and it's taking like seven guys to calm this guy down. Yeah. And, and it's like, come on, dude. And the comments, Gruden's saying like, you, you're hurting your team. Like, mm-hmm. you're a dynamic receiver. You have the case. You can make the case to be mm-hmm. as good as any receiver in football. And you're hurting your team because the, your team's on the field right now. You're not on the field because it's taking every coach and every player we have to calm you down. I say that about Odell. And, and um, and that's where you know, I feel like the the leadership on that team isn't where it's supposed to be in that case because I need Jameis to grow up and he's not alone. Mike Evans needs to grow up. Yeah. Uh, Sean Jackson's just older and he still acts like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, he's not alone. You know what I mean? Like Jameis, Mike Evans came to his defense with in a fight that he started. So let's not act like that's just two immature people. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? And they just so happen to be the two best people on the team. So um, I do see where you're coming from and that there is some veteran leadership needed. There's a lot of talent on that team also. Mm-hmm. But let's make no mistake about it. Like Mariota, when he goes into the season, he knows that if he gets eight wins, he got a pretty good shot at making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Nine wins, real good shot at making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Might even win the damn division. Jameis Winston goes in there. You know if you're going to win that NFC South, better bring, better bring 11 wins. Yeah. Maybe even 12. You know what I mean? Because one of these teams, whether it's the, whether it's the Panthers or the Saints, one of them is going to win 11 or 12 games and, and and be a wild card. The Falcons very well could make ten, could win 10 games and not even make the playoffs. You know how you, you gave at the beginning of the show when we were talking about Pittsburgh and New England, right? Mm-hmm. And you said if you had to pick all those players, mm-hmm. right? with the exception of Julio Jones, all right, you would take more players off of this Tampa Bay squad than you would. Carolina? Oh, because I, I would. Oh, Carolina. I thought you were going to say Atlanta. I would say Atlanta. I would take some players. That, put it this way. You got Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take Devontae Freeman over over any Bucks running back. I'll, I'll go Doug Martin all day. The old I'll, Doug Martin. I'll not the one we've seen this year. I mean, this this Doug Martin, we're talking about the guy that missed four games. Mm-hmm. All right. But you give Doug Martin a full season. And, and Doug, put it this way. I would love to see Doug Martin get out of Tampa Bay. If Doug Martin got out of Tampa Bay, I think we would see old school Doug Martin. Hey, hopefully. I mean, he was looking good. I think it just came. They stopped giving him the ball. They I did. mean, we were over here many times watching. I'm just like, yo, it's the middle of the third quarter, and this man is on the bench. I think Tampa Bay is parting ways with Doug Martin. But I also think that for Tampa, I think that this was a great learning opportunity for this entire franchise. And I think that in this fourth year for Jameis, I'm really hoping that this is going to be, this next year will be the year that will get him over the hump. Now, I'm not sure the coaching staff is there for it. I, I, I don't think the coaching staff has it. I just don't. I think, I'm going to be honest with you, I, 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 I can care less who your coaching staff is unless you're Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin. You have too many personalities over there that a new coach is not going to have the respect. A soft coach is not going to get those guys to get it done. So if you're going to have if you're going to have a team like Tampa that is going to be successful, it's going to come from your locker room. It's mm-hmm. going to come from the veterans in your locker room. That's why I just think that that from from a manager standpoint, um, you have talent. But how many times have we seen teams with talent that don't win? Absolutely. All right. You need to have some type of team continuity. You need to have guys out there who are playing for one another, not just playing for themselves. And I think that that's what you get from Drew Brees. That's what you get from Carolina. And that's what you get from Atlanta. You have guys who are out there playing as a team, not guys who are playing for themselves. We lost that. I, I said it when we lost to the parent, to the um, Patriots. Patriots. When we outplayed the Patriots, <coughs> the kicker misses three field goals mm-hmm. and an extra point. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> in a game that we lose by three points. I said, I, I, I said, remember when I said it wouldn't happen? I was like, I don't think we bounced back. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I remember you saying. And, and we lost like six the next six games or something <laughs> stupid. I was like, I just don't see it happening. And, and we all knew that one, you know, that in that division, it was going to take a lot. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. going to take a lot to win. And then two, we knew that once the losing started, mm-hmm. what was going to happen? We knew it was going to be a self implosion from from within. There was going to be the Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, just too many personalities under one pressure cooker that's going to burst. And the losing, because winning cures all. And losing doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, that's why I think we ran into uh, with the Bucks, and I really don't even know where we go into next season, what what would what we do next season. I don't. I don't know if you just come back and hope hope things are better. Because um, I, I don't think this is a hope things are better situation. Because here's Carolina's not going to be any worse. Falcons aren't going to be any worse. And Drew Brees ain't going nowhere. So, yeah. again, next season, you got you in this division, you need 10 wins. And you know what? You're not even guaranteed anything with 10 wins. You're not. Because yeah. one of these teams is going to win 13. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you can't have four wins in October. You can't have four losses in October. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it just it just can't happen. Yeah, I, I want to give a shout-out to Mark McCain, uh, one of my mentors, lifelong mentor and friend. Um, we're actually opening up Athletic Republic. It's the old um, run and shoot over there. You know, we're going to be doing a lot of training. Uh, more information coming coming your way about that. Um, Giancarlo, I got to, you know, I, I got to disagree with you on that. Camaro? Camaro all day. I, I got to disagree with you on that. That boy's amazing. I mean, as far as best backs and as far as, I mean, yes, he is amazing. He's part of a two-headed monster, but, I mean, I'm sorry, Joe. I am a Doug Martin fan. I am, too. I like the boy Freeman. Um, I really like and him. And also, you also got to take into into account that he's playing for an offensive coordinator that from the time he's been in the National Football League, he's Sean been Payton. a great offensive coordinator, Sean Payton. So he finds ways to maximize what it is. Oh, he does. Do. Um, although, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. He's definitely up there. Um, and it's one of those things that, hey, you know what? Nah. You know, you can't go wrong with him. Nope. But, um, you know, I, I, still, I still think Doug Martin got some stuff left in the tank there. All right. Anything else you want to say? That's the whole week of the NFL. We got. Oh yeah, we got to go. Yeah, we, said, we got to go pick. Oh, yeah. hold up. Did we? Oh yeah, we already did Christmas gifts for those. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the sixteenth. Let's see. What am I tripping off? All right. This is where we start getting games down every day of the week. Now so we got yeah, really Saturday. Oh, at least there's a Thursday game this week. That's good. It's got two Saturday games. So Colts at Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Yeah, give me Ravens. Um, Vikings at Packers with no Brett Favre. Was no, no Brett Favre won't be there, but no Aaron Rodgers either. Before I saw the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, I was going to take Green Bay, but I'm going to go with Minnesota now. Give me, uh, give me Minnesota as well. Browns and Bears, the game that somebody has to win. Well, I mean, the Bears have won all game already. From they won four. Yeah, but Clee, I'm, I'm going with the Bears. I'll go with the Bears as well at home. Um, because remember, I was, we were talking about last week when RG three said you gotta know how to win. I don't think the Browns know how to win. Like they're in some, they're in a lot of these games. Yeah, they just have no clue how to close these games out. You know, yeah. they go from being up to just down, and, and they find a way to lose wins because other lose odd games. I, I'll go with the uh, Bears in that one. Hold up, before we move on past that, uh, no, you know what? I'm going to go with the Browns in this game. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Browns because if they don't get this win, then they won't win a game this whole year because they finish up with the Steelers. So, 
I'm gonna go ahead and go with the uh, Browns in this game. Uh, this is their last chance. I will, I will, I will agree with you there. Just don't think it happens. Um, because the Bears, Bears, uh, Bears are at home. It's probably gonna be actually. It's, I don't know what it's gonna be. I was gonna assume it's gonna be uh, cold out there, but hell, it's warm. It's 60 degrees here right now. So yeah. who knows? Um, Lions at Bengals. Lions, Detroit. Bengals is mainly, if if the Bengals go out there and do another just awful performance, mail it in, shut out. Mm-hmm. I, that'll be sad, man. That'll really be sad that, that that's how the Marvin Lewis era ends, just basically with the entire franchise just quitting on them. Um, I told you I don't think Andy Dalton is just that good, and, um, you know, they're, they're just holding it together with Band-Aids over I there. told you, I think they, they already told you what my Christmas gift was for them. Yeah. yeah that whole, this whole franchise is just, they pretty much, I think they're cleaning house, so I'm going to go Detroit. Yep, I'm Detroit as well. Rams at the Titans. Give me the Rams. I'm going to go to the Rams. And, and, and what's crazy is Tennessee Titans, you know, they're playoff hopes, man. You know, <laughs> think about this. You finish up with the Rams and the Jaguars. Uh, what's Tennessee's? I mean, you're talking about an 8-8 eight and eight season right mm-hmm. now. They may miss the playoffs. Yeah, on, I'm, I'm with you. I'm trying to think what who's going to be the other two teams that, that make it in there. I mean, is it, is it the Chargers? Do the Chargers finish out strong? They play the Raiders, and I think they play the Broncos the last two games of the season. Um, so, I mean, who's going to get that last playoff spot? So, I mean, Tennessee. Ravens? Ravens. I already put the Ravens in. Okay. But who's going to be that Who's going to be that other team, man? That's going to be that's that's going to be really interesting. Oh, you forgot about Buffalo. You still uh, got to think about Buffalo. Uh, I mean, I guess mathematically, yes, you do, right? Mathematically, you, you do. got to think about Buffalo. You still have to think about the Chargers. Yep. You got, you got to think about the Chargers. Those are the two teams that you have to look at. Yeah, the Raiders knocked themselves out of that place. Um, but, yeah, so give me the Lions. Give me the, uh, give me the Rams. Both going with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Dolphins go to Arrowhead, just what the Chiefs ordered. Kansas City. Kansas City. Bills go to New England. Just as we speak about Buffalo, yeah, I'm going I'm going. Uh, um, um, Pats. You're going Pats. Um, Falcons, Saints. There's a game for the that division. Is a game. I'm going Saints, man. Yeah, I'm going with Saints. I'm going with Saints. I'm going with Saints. Um, Chargers, Jets, Chargers trying to get a playoff spot. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers as well. On on a cross trip, um, cross country trip though. Yeah. Um, Broncos, Redskins, right here. I'm going Broncos. I probably won't pick the Redskins to win another game this year. Let me say. Sure, I'll go with the Broncos. I'll go with the Broncos. I think it's going to be the Chargers. Because uh, right now the Chargers are sitting at 7-7, seven and, seven, and they play the Jets and the Raiders. You're talking about them finishing at 9-7. Um, did those two, did Tennessee and the Chargers play this year? Nope, they didn't play this year. So we'll see how that goes next week. You're going Broncos? I'm both going, going Broncos. Broncos. Yep. Buccaneers at Panthers. Carolina. Carolina. <coughs> um, Jaguars at 49ers. A hot 49ers team. Give me the Jags. I want to so bad. Mm-hmm. I want to so bad. Um, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take San Francisco. Oh, they hot man. They are hot. I'm. I'm. A, and I'm. I'm saying that San Francisco's hot. Jacksonville's going across the country. I think that this is a game that Jacksonville could come in thinking they're gonna wipe the floor with San Francisco and possibly get surprised. So I'm gonna go with uh, San Francisco. No problem here. Yeah. I, I can see it. I'm going with the Jags, but I can definitely see it. Um, Seahawks, Cowboys. Cowboys get Zeke back. They're in Dallas. 
And they need to win. I said that both of these teams Seahawks. are done, but I think one of these two teams is going to make the playoffs. I mean, the loser is out. I'm going to go, um, I'm gonna, I can't believe I got to say this, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys, too. Yeah. But the only reason I'm going with the Cowboys is because they're at home. Yeah. And, and the Seahawks are just beat up, yeah. man. They are really, really beat up. And they get Zeke back. <coughs> I think they'll welcome him back with open arms. So give me the Cowboys. Oh, my goodness. This is Jesus. The Giants and the Cardinals. That's a bad game. I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go Giants. Wait. On the other side of the country? Yeah, Giants, the last three games, last two games they've been playing. Ever since they've made their, their head coaching change, you look at the Cardinals. Uh, you have no idea what their quarterback situation is <laughs> going to be. You have no idea what their running back situation nope. is going to be. And the Giants aren't playing much better football. So I'm going with the Giants. I can care less if they got to fly across the country. I'll take the Giants also just because, like you said, I have no idea what the Cardinals are doing, and they don't either. So I'll take the Giants. Uh, Monday, Christmas, we got two games. We got the Steelers and the Texans, which I will surely take the Steelers. I'll take the Steelers. You know, I'll tell you what, coming into the season, both of these games – on Christmas Day look like great games. Oh, yeah. And now these are just two terrible games on Christmas Day. Yeah, Raiders-Eagles probably look like a Super Bowl preview exactly. in the offseason. Yeah, so I'm going to um, go Pittsburgh and Eagles. I'm going to go Pittsburgh and Eagles as well. Again, I tell you, I think the Eagles are going to be just fine with Nick Foles. Um, and the Raiders, that's going to be loss number nine on the season. Far cry from what was their um, expectation. But, yeah, I'll go with the Steelers and the Eagles on, on, uh, on Christmas Day. That is where we are. So, as of right now, who are your playoff teams? My playoff teams. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bring up the, the. So right now, let's look at AFC. So I got Patriots and Steelers with the bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, and Kansas City. Got you. I'm. I'm agreeing with that. I will go with. I gotta look at who they finish with. Oh gosh! Oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm going Ravens. Ravens. Mm-hmm. Who the Ravens play? I think it's easy. That's right. They got to walk in the park this week. They play the Col- Colts and the Bengals. Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Ravens. Say it's all about that last spot. And man, I'm gonna say this. So I think the last spot is either the Chargers, the Titans. I'm gonna go with the, t- the Bills, Chargers, man. I'm going to go with the Chargers because the Chargers, if the Bills and Chargers tie, the Chargers have the tiebreaker because of, of what happened in that game when they benched Tyrod Taylor. Uh, if you look at the last two Chargers games, they played the Jets and the Raiders. Those are two games that I think they can win. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills played the New England Patriots this week, which is a game that you just say, hey, you know, Buffalo's going to lose that game, which is going to leave them in a tie with the Chargers. So um, Tennessee, I think Tennessee loses this game this week. Um, I forgot who they were playing. Tennessee uh, is playing the Rams. Think about this: Tennessee finishes with the Rams and the Jaguars. Yeah, they could get two more of those. And so, um, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. And yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Rams and the, Chargers. Rams and the Jags. I I agree. I think you have to go Chargers. So my last two teams would be the Ravens and the Chargers. Right. When I look at the NFC, we got the Eagles are in. The Minnesota Vikings are in. Um, she's. I'm gonna say New Orleans is gonna win that division. Uh, the Rams. Then my last two teams to get in will be obviously whoever doesn't win the South. Whoever doesn't win the South, so either Carolina or the Saints, whichever one of them doesn't. And then I almost think you got to. It looks like the NFC's 
NFC South might get three teams in. Does it make it that you're not going to give that last spot to the Falcons? I'm not going to give the last spot to the Falcons because I have. I mean, I got the Falcons losing to the Saints, and I also had the Falcons losing to the Panthers. Okay, that's a good point. So that's a good point. The Falcons with seven losses. Mm-hmm. Um, you've already picked Seattle to have seven losses after this week. Yeah, and then Seattle they have to finish up against. Ooh, they're gonna beat the Cardinals. Yeah, but you picked them to lose this week, right? Yeah, I picked them to lose. That's going to give them seven losses. Oh, wow, it might have to be the Cowboys. Which you gave up on already. Yeah, I already gave up on the Cowboys, but the Cowboys got to walk in the park. I think they're going to beat Seattle. Uh, then their seventh loss is going to come against the Eagles. You know what? I'm going to go with the, uh, the Lions. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Lions. I think the Lions got two easy games for the remainder of the season. That's not bad. And they only have one. I mean, they have they have six losses right now. They play. I think they play um, Green Bay, which Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. That's a win. Is a win. And I'm bringing the schedule up now. So they finish. Oh yeah, they finish with the Bengals and the Packers. Last game of the season. So I think it's going to be Detroit. And um, and whoever doesn't win the South. And whoever doesn't win the South. Yeah, right. between the Saints and and the Packers. Um. Yeah. That's as you look at the schedule. Before I would have said the Falcons. The Falcons. If the Falcons could win, I mean, they got to play the Saints and the um and the uh, Panthers. That's a tough way to finish the season, right? That is a. But all these teams play each other, though. Mm-hmm. All these teams play each other. I mean, the the, the Lions have the easiest path out of all of them. Yeah, the Lions play. Well, I think out of this division, I think the Saints have the easiest path. Because they play the Falcons this week and then they finish with the Buccaneers. I really wasn't looking at them because the, I, I, I already agree <coughs> the Saints and the Panthers is already in the yeah. playoffs. They just don't know whether they're going to win the division or they're going to be a playoff or whether they're going to win, win the wild card. But they're definitely both going to end up with you know eleven wins, so they'll be it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, so it's yeah. more about that last spot. So I'm going with um, I'm going with Detroit and whoever doesn't win between New Orleans and Carolina. I, I can't argue with that. The Falcons. The thing is that. That would require somebody. I, the Falcons could easily lose both of those last two games. Yeah, but if they win one, they make the playoffs. Yeah, he's just said. I think they got it. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with all three. I'm gonna go with three teams from the NFC South, and uh, and then the Lions, and then then the Lions. Uh, yeah, three. Right no, excuse me. That would be so. That would be it. Just the three teams from the South. Yeah, it would be three teams from the yeah. South. I'll go with that. But hold up, how is that even gonna be possible? None of these teams play the Vikings. Vikings already pushed. I mean, uh, Lions. Okay, well, yeah, because what's the name would have a tiebreaker over um, the Falcons would have a tiebreaker over the Lions. I mean, all three of these teams, all three of them could end up with 11 wins. Yeah, three teams with 11 wins in the same, in the same division. That is <laughs> like, that's crazy, right? That is could easily have three teams with 11 wins. That is so. If you're Detroit, you need Atlanta to lose both of these games. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Atlanta splits, Detroit's not going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I'm still gonna say Detroit's gonna make it. I don't think Atlanta's gonna split. Interesting, interesting, interesting. It's getting it's getting close at the end of the year. Everybody, we want to say thank you to everybody. John Carlo, obviously our number one fan. We appreciate that. We want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate. Um, it's that time of the year. It's a good time to be a sports fan. We got basketball. We got college football bowl season starts, uh, I believe, today. I think that's our first bowl uh, game starts today. Um, we got NFL. Uh, you got all kinds of stuff going on. College basketball. 
everything, everything you can think of right now. It's a great time to be a sports fan. So happy holidays, everybody. Everybody enjoy your weekend, enjoy your sports, and we will see you guys next week. Later. Peace.